It's showtime. Three hours of conversation, cussing, and a discussing with America's only born and bred Southern liberal talk host. Head on with Bob Kincaid is brought to you each night by Coal River Mountain Watch. Coal River Mountain Watch invites you to become part of the solution, part of a sustainable future, part of the uprising against mountaintop removal. Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net. And now, from high in the hills of beautiful West Bicod, Virginia, here's Bob Kincaid on the Head On Radio Network. I mean, not really. Howdy. Go somewhere warm and celebrate our birthdays in the sunshine. And she said, I never have. And, and, and she lives down on the Gulf Coast. She's in paradise. I've never been, no. Um, but, I don't know. Costa Rica seems nice this time of year. Australia. <laughs> maybe maybe for the big 6-5 or something like that. Uh, but, uh no, thanks for all the sweet wishes. I do appreciate it. It was a low-key day to here today. I um, ran out a little bit ago and went to the Wiggle and Pig, where I ran across a uh, and just for my favorite. Growing up when I was little, my favorite. My, my sister and I both. Uh, my my mom would make us our favorite cakes for our birthdays. My sister's was always an orange chiffon with orange icing, and mine was an apple cake with homemade caramel icing. But today, uh, the, uh, they had it steeply marked down from some insane price. It was, a, it was a white coconut cake, and I love coconut cake. So um, Annette and I will cut into that after the program. I saw the coconut cake, and it felt like a bit of a, oh, I don't know, a message or a reminder. Because the one thing, and I mean, I'm not trying to be a downer or anything. It's just, it, it is what it is. It, 
Uh, the one thing about where my birthday falls is that I'm always, for the last 17 years, I've always been reminded of how my father literally clung to life. He knew he was on the way out. And he literally clung to life so that he wouldn't die on my birthday. And so it was in the small, small hours of February the 1st, 2007, he passed away in my arms. And that led to its own story of you know, the, 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 last, the last great gag of Kenneth Welch. Uh, yes, exactly, Randy Radar. Uh, we will we will we will cut we will cut into the coconut cake and then promptly do a rail of metformin. Yes, you know me too well. But it, we're not making it. it the, the ice cream won't make it any worse. I have some. I have some vanilla ice cream by Rebel, and the whole stinking pint has like nine grams of carbs in it. Because they replace the, and I don't fully understand the chemistry, but they replace the sugars with sugars, sugar alcohols, which are then not processed through the gut, but are instead processed through the liver, just like booze. Oh, God, here we go, off, <laughs> off and running with the food porn. And, well, yeah, but the, no such luck on the cake, Randy Radar, so yeah, I will. I will do a couple of rails of metformin. We all know I'm joking, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not out there. Uh, yeah, who, who was? Who was it that was? Oh, 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 Matt! It just gates worse. Yeah, you know, doing rails of Viagra, and chasing it with L Red Bull. Ooh, hmm. No, it makes my liver quiver. But that, uh, yeah. So. Um, coconut cake for birthday. That's going to be yummy. And I think we get a new episode of Quantum Leap this evening. God knows we've been waiting since like November, it seems like. So it'll just be, and then I think maybe this weekend we'll try to go out and like have a ladies' lunch or something. And, yeah, just a little bit of low key fun. But it is nominally, at least, prayer meeting Wednesday on the Horn, and uh, every every program at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so, uh, on this 31st day of the month, you know, 30, 31 day months can often be kind of rough, but we say thank you to uh, those of, uh, the, those who uh, are trying to help keep things uh, rolling. And in this case, for this 31st day of the month, thank you so kindly to Lori. Thank you, Lori. Uh, Lori said, Happy birthday, Robin, and also impending 20th anniversary of the program. Let's keep it on another 20. Oh, that, well, you know, I mean, Malloy's still out there. And that's about where, yeah. So that may in, that may in, that may in fact be the case, Lori. Thank you for the kind wishes. Um, 
so where do we uh, where do where do we stand in trying to finish the month of January to the good? Well, it's a tall order for this evening. It may be too much of a miracle to hope for, but uh, Lori got us down to um, 11:15. We have 115 dollars to go to be fully funded for last Friday, and then uh, 900 more to be fully funded for the month of January. So thank you, Lori. Thank you for making it better. Thank you. Uh, hey, Emilio. Hey, lady. Who even flavin? Who even flavin? Oh, hey, lady. Now, there's never a bad time for a Jerry Lewis joke. Thank you, Emilio. Uh, Leah New York says uh, 61. A little math for you. When I turned 61, my daughter told me that 61 is the 18th prime number. In Judaism, the number 18 is life. Chai. Chai. To life. L'chaim. Mazel tov. Thank you. It is a prime number, isn't it? Divisible only by itself and one. Hmm? That's a fun thing. Learned a new thing today. Uh, Randy Radar says, I always thought that invertase sugar would be like zero calories since it's the mirror image of a sugar molecule. Too much chemistry for me, but I relied on Miss Terry when she told me that, A, the Rebel ice cream tasted really good, just like ice cream, and, B, that it had very few carbs and, you know, I don't know, a, a girl in a funk could sit down with a pint of the triple chocolate and knock it out and get the little chocolate endorphin rush and or, or dopamine or whatever the hell that brain chemical is and feel better and yeah um, but that no there she directed my attention to it on the label and yeah, sugar alcohols I got nothing. But I know it doesn't come with a buzz or anything, so I got that going for me. So anyway, $1,115 to finish the month of January. The tall order. Hopefully we can knock it down some. Because it's terribly, terribly important that we do. In part because I rolled the dice. No, 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 I haven't put the... Magnificent Kincaid Mansion and the fabulous Horn Studio up for uh, up for uh, uh, on a wager or anything. You know, we filled in the uh, magni magnificent uh, Kincaid Mansion Olympic-sized pancreas-shaped swimming pool, and it's just uh, got uh, yard equipment parked on it now for easy theft. Uh, but I. Fingers crossed, I have health insurance. Haven't had it for mm, a year or more. Uh, I didn't have it for all of 2022, and I didn't have it for 2023. But I've got it for a while, and well, I'll try to meet the premium every month. So, like, come tomorrow, I'm going to call my general practitioner and say, Let's, hey, Doc, let's schedule all those things you said you wanted to schedule. Woohoo! Colonoscopy! 
Woohoo, dermatologist. Woohoo, her very first mammogram. What a blast that's going to be. And, well, there's a sense of relief that comes with it. So, David in South Carolina, Stan, says, happy birthday. May you have a wonderful, joyful birthday. Cheers. Thank you, David. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. And, of course, it seems like an even bigger date is just, well, it is. It's just four days away. It'll happen on Sunday. We'll celebrate it on Monday. I mean, celebrate's probably not the right word, but this little broadcast effort went on the air for the very first time on the fourth day of February, 2004. And I'm still stunned almost cross-eyed at the fact that it's lasted this long. And I would like for it to continue going for as long as y'all want it to. Did I do the Hi, I'm Robin part? Because, well, I'm also Roxanne. Um, but it is it is Prayer Meeting Wednesday, and I have at least a Prayer Meeting Wednesday story, and it's I, I'm kind of inspired by it. Downright fond of it. More than 20,000 people who profess Christianity have signed a petition calling for a boycott of the Grifter Franklin Graham's tour. It, it naturally has, a, because, you know, evangelical grifters have tours too. This ain't no era's tour, no. And I, hopefully there will not be a, a, a film to go with it. Aw, oh, shucks. Thank you, Tracy. You get a brand new Quantum Leap today. Happy birthday, dear big sis. Thank you. Thank you, sis. I appreciate it. Yes, of course, Micah. Eee, you made it. Yes, I did. Uh, it turned out my daughter's appointment got rescheduled, so didn't have to go to Charleston today. And it would have been a crummy day to go to Charleston. I was looking forward to going to the Indian restaurant, but uh, do that another time. It's called Sitar of India, a little, little restaurant there in downtown Charleston. Been there a long, long time. And their lunch buffet is yum. Leave the food porn alone, Roxanne. Um, but we'll do that another day. Yeah. But I'm glad to be here because, like I said last night, I wanted to, I wanted to hang out with y'all. And our little three-hour hangouts over the course of the last 20 years have been. Um, special beyond description. I could have done without that, Tracy. Tracy sending me a gif of some medical person saying, let's schedule your colonoscopy. Fun, fun, fun. You know, the colonoscopy isn't so bad. It's the, it's the prep. But in fact, uh, my doc said, "Well, if you ever get insurance, we'll just do that Cologuard and do it because there's nothing. There's no, no, you have no contraindications. We've never had any polyps in the past." Uh, oh, very good. The uh, uh, Lee in New York 
with the first cowbell of the evening, I'm going to, I, I hope I'm going to be able to be generous with the cowbells this evening. It's kind of like a hobbit birthday where the person having the birthday gives the gifts to the people whose birthday it isn't. Um, cowbell for Lee in New York. Um, Franklin Graham's God Love You Frontera Tour. Uh, Lisa, is this, no, it's not the Eras Tour of Taylor Swift. It's Franklin Graham's Errors Tour. Ah, yeah. Nah, it's the God Loves You Frontera Tour. It's supposed to start February 24th. And it's going to run from city to city along the southern border from Brownsville, Texas to Chula Vista, California. Uh, is, uh, Tracy, is Chula Vista a place where maybe he might be booed out of town or anything like that? Maybe get some heathens together, some pagans, you know, some people with, uh, you know, little, 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 little dolls and, you know, pins and whatnot. Uh, the God Loves You Frontera Tour. And an outfit called Faithful America, which is made up of professing Christians who are decidedly not Christian nationalists, are calling on venues that have signed up to protect or, or might wind up uh, hosting Franklin Graham to not do so. In their petition, they call on the venues and potential venues to, quote, stand up to Graham's anti-LGBTQ hate and political violence. It's critical that we show the public and the press that Graham's right-wing ideology doesn't represent Christianity. The petition was seeking 25,000 signatures. They've already gotten 20,000. The petition doesn't pull any punches. It says, despite the tour's deceptive name, ooh, wait a minute, what does that holy book, who does that holy book say is the father of lies? Yes, the devil. Despite the tour's deceptive name, Graham is a divisive figure who tries to hide a series of deeply hateful messages behind his father's Christian legacy. Well, easy on the praise of Billy Graham there, uh, faithful America. The man made his bones and his empire on anti-union, red-baiting bullshit masquerading as Christianity. His message, the petition continues, is not one of Christ-like love, but of anti-democracy, anti-LGBTQ, partisan bigotry, and harm. Franklin, meanwhile, when contacted by Newsweek, uh, gave him a statement and said, uh, It is disappointing to hear that this so-called Christian group is opposing my upcoming visit and accusing me of being hateful. I'm not coming to any of these cities to speak against anyone. I'm coming with a message of hope for everyone. And I'm not inviting everyone to come. I'll be sharing from the Bible, which tells of God's love for us. This is, yeah, God who loves us so much 
that he created the world and the universe and frisbees and wheat checks and pogo sticks and everything as long as we love and worship and adore him because he loves us all but if we don't do that he has no choice daddy but to spank us forever in a blazing inferno of hell this is good news for all people and this is the message that I'm coming to share on the Frontera tour. I wonder if he's getting sponsored by Frontier Communications. I'm inviting everyone, including the LGBTQ community, to come and hear for yourselves the good news of God's love. God's love. you got to say it like that. God. Try to get as many syllables out of it as you possibly can. So now I guess they're in the battle of, 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 of the, the battling, uh, dueling statements. Carly Wallace Thompson is the digital campaigner for Faithful America. And in st- another statement to Newsweek um, this past Friday, she said, oh, Franklin's tour is rooted in hypocrisy. He spreads a divisive, partisan, anti-LGBTQ, anti-immigrant, conspiracy theory-laden, MAGA-Christian nationalist message that starkly contradicts the inclusive teachings of Jesus Christ. Because of his track record, the 20,000-plus Christians who signed our petition are deeply concerned that Graham's border tour will stoke hatred and division at a time when tensions are already high. Venues must recognize the potential for Graham's presence to spread division and even potentially incite political violence among MAGA supporters. She's not wrong. And of course, Emilio, I get it. He invites us all to come. I don't know how to feel about that. Well, I I don't think Franklin Graham could make me feel much of anything beyond disgust and revulsion. And that's a kink I'm not into. <laughs> As for Chula Vista, Tracy says, stay the fuck out of my state. And yeah, there will be protesters. We're good. Thanks for the invite. But I'm going to say hell to the nah. You go, girl. I, I hope I hope there's more protesters outside than there are uh, rubes and marks and simps inside. And speaking of simps, well, Franklin Graham simps for who else? Nitwit Nero. He has said, among other things. That uh, Orange Julius Geezer will go down in history as one of the great presidents. He gave us, he being God, Sky Daddy, Daddy. He gave us a president who protected our religious liberties. Grateful for a president who defended the lives of the unborn. 
standing publicly against abortion and the bloody smear it has made on our nation. Grateful for a president who nominated conservative judges to the Supreme Court and to our federal courts. Meanwhile, the LGBTQ community, according to Franklin, uh, is uh, evil and rebellious. And he's also a fan of Vlad Pooty. Funny how that always shows up somewhere along the way. Uh, saying of Pooty, Franklin did. Obviously, he may be wrong about many things, but he has taken a stand to protect his nation's children from the damaging effects of any gay and lesbian agenda. It, which he does by making sure that gay and lesbian LGBTQ people generally are routinely, routinely and regularly unalived and, or, or beaten to the point that they wish they were. Mother Russia. And so he's he's hustling the tour, saying, uh, I'm, I'm going to the border because it is one of the neediest areas of our country at this time, and people need to hear a massage of hope. Everyone along the border is overwhelmed. The churches, the law enforcement agencies, the residents, those there trying to help as well as the people coming into our country. There are a lot of hungry hearts and hurting peoples, so I'm coming to the border to tell everyone about God's Son, Jebus Christ, and how he can make a difference in our lives if we put our faith and our trust in him. He's talking, of course, about Yeshua, the brown-skinned Palestinian day laborer and semi-literate itinerant rabbi who wore a dress every day of their life. Oops. Uh, good luck and, I guess, Godspeed to faithful America. And hopefully, you know, with that many people signing the petition, hopefully a few people will stay away and thereby not give more money to a multi-millionaire tax-exempt grifter. Tracy, Tracy, please stop. Well, I'm, I'm, no. I mean, no. Because we can't quit prayer meeting Wednesday a half hour into the program now. We just can't. Thank you, Charles. We are down to uh, 11... No, 1095. We are squarely in the high Middle Ages now. 1095 to go for our little miracle on this here Wednesday. Uh, birthday, birthday, Dave in the blind says, Welcome to 61, the beginning of your 62nd trip around the sun. Should be a joyous one. And remember the folks down at the shop for uh, are pulling for you, girl. Happy birthday, your buddy Dave in the blind, and all the folks down at the shop, including Gladys and... Eric Trump, of all people. 
What in God's name is Eric Trump doing down at the at Crazy Dave's Crucifixion Emporium, Crazy Dave? <laughs> Did he bring his own pogo stick? And from uh, uh, from Cynthia, hey, hey, Cynthia. And by the way, that birthday dinner. Rockfish encrusted, Parmesan encrusted rockfish in Monterey. Oh, that sounds good. Um, Cynthia says, I enjoyed my colonoscopy and had a smashing good time. Happy birthday, and by the way, the only bad thing about my colonoscopies have been the prep. That's awful. The procedure itself was a piece of cake as they made me cozy, put me under, and then sweet dreams. Well, actually, I didn't dream, and it was all just a blink. Oh, perchance to dream. But otherwise, the last time my doctor had me take the big uh, Sue Tab horse tablets, which work like a champ, except that your bottom sure gets irritated and raw, and you really need something soothing like Vaseline to rub, uh, rub over the area to deal with it. Also, you have to limit your diet for several days beforehand, avoiding corn and this or that. But otherwise, when the time comes, enjoy it. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, this is a birthday for the ages, isn't it? Welcome to Colonoscopy Talk with Roxanne and... Roxanne and Cynthia. I promise there's some news to get into. I swear there is. Oh, Charlene, thank you so much. A challenge coming from Charlene. Uh, happy birthday, Robin. A $200 challenge, and when, I, and when it's met, I'll add $50 more. All the best from Rogues Island. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you so much. And so that would uh, that would be wonderful. That would knock out the remainder of last Friday and all of this past Monday and a chunk of yesterday. So it's an opportunity to... Bring in 450 bucks if there are, oh, 10, 10 folks at 20 bucks or 20 folks at 10 bucks or any combination thereof or um, other combination for that matter. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Charlene. That is so sweet and so kind of you, and I do so appreciate it. Uh, uh, let's see. Yeah, we got two and a half hours to do that in, and that would be the front end of a genuine miracle. Now, what else can I say but she's back. You might recall, how could you possibly forget, that, oh, a few weeks ago in Mahesha, that uh, someone asked... Nimrata Randawa Nikki Haley, what the cause of the Civil War was. And she gave this uh, what? what uh, the burbling quinoa oatmeal word salad probably some millet in there too about uh, what kind of country the United States of America was going to be and 
said everything but the S word. You know, slavery. And then she spent a couple of weeks continuing to screw up on it and talk about her black friend, but never managed to talk about the white Christian academy that she finished high school in, an academy which actually gave each young high school graduate a Confederate battle flag pin to wear to commemorate their successful matriculation from a white segregation Christian academy founded to keep uh, little privileged wealthy white children from having to go to school with the black kids. Reminiscent, of course, uh, of back when communities and clubs and whatnot did the same thing that we did to the magnificent Kincaid Mansion's Olympic-sized pancreas-shaped swimming pool, and they concreted them in because they didn't want their precious white children swimming with the little black children. Because, you know, they might catch some of the blackness or something. <sighs> well, that's the, that, 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 that's the same impulse that created the white segregation Christian academies. And now, well, like I said, She's back. And dumber than ever. Oh, my Lord. ABC News has the story. And it's fresh. It's from today. Uh, Mrs. Governor... Ambassador, Speaker of the House, Nikki Haley, has declared, contrary to, let's see, about 162 years worth of American history, don't know much about history, no singing. Uh, She's declared that Texas has the right to secede from the Union. Mm-hmm. No, really. Texas has the right to secede. You know, just like her home state of South Carolina, Stan, had the right to secede, or so they thought. In 1861, when some young students from the Citadel, led by um, General Pierre Toutant Beauregard, decided to start lobbing some shells at that federal installation out in Charleston Harbor that was put there to actually protect the people of Charleston, the federal government, protecting the right, but... No, the, 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 the seditionists, the traitors, the committers of treason decided that they wanted to attack Fort Sumter. And the 
remains of that installation remain in Charleston Harbor as a reminder of the perfidy of the great, great, great grandmas and grandpas of the, some of the people who still live down there in the low country. So we had a little dust-up between 1861 and 1865 to determine, as Abraham Lincoln said, whether that nation or any nation so constituted may long endure. And little Mrs. don't know much about history says, yeah, sure. But she put a little bit of a a little bit of sugar coating on her on her treason and her secessionism, saying, "If Texas decides they want to do that, they can do that." She was on some radio show called The Breakfast Club. I don't think I don't think Molly Ringwald is on that, or Judd Nelson, or. Uh, no. Um, Ali Sheedy? Mm-mm. But inventing, just like she indirectly invented an entire island nation called Bonomo, she invented an entire new line of constitutional doctrine, explaining the standard as. Well, if that whole state says we don't want to be part of America anymore, I mean, that's their decision to make. Let's talk about what's reality. Texas isn't going to secede. So they pressed her, and she said, No, states do generally have the right to secede. And the thing is, and this is kind of on the multi-millionaire for-profit media. I'm, I'm sure I'm not saying anything that, for instance, David in South Carolina, Stan, or Clarence, or, or Todd, or any, any other members of the Horn Family Community Congregation of whom I am um, not aware or haven't mentioned, knows, and that is she's been talking about the right to secede from the Union since the first time she ran for governor. She said, states have the right to make the decisions that their people want to make. I believe in states' rights. I believe that everything should be as close to the people to decide. And this is the choice that Republicans have instead of... It went narrow. Going back to those uh, black kids in the swimming pool, Tracy said, they should be so lucky to catch the blackness. Maybe then they'll get some rhythm and get over their fear of seasoning their bland as fuck food. Tracy, not all white people. I'll have you know I have an industrial-sized shaker of, of Lowry's season salt in my kitchen and, and, and Cavender's Greek seasoning and Zatarain's Creole seasoning, and Tony Sachery's, and Montreal steak seasoning, and Montreal chicken seasoning. 
Not all white people. Got a fresh bag of raisins, too. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. You ever, did you ever, did you ever soak some raisins in a little bowl of cool water and then take them out and just nuke them for about 10 seconds? They turn back into grapes. And they're delicious, because raisins is grapes, but Tracy doesn't want to hear none of that, because Tracy is a raisinist and a grape supremacist. Man. No, as absolutely nutty as it seems, there is an actual politician, a candidate for the highest office in the land, from one of the two major political parties, who's arguing in favor of states' rights and secession. Now see, when... Blue states assert states' rights. They tend to do so in order to make it possible for people to access things like cannabis, either medically or recreationally, and take a bunch of potential criminals off the books who should never have been criminals in the first place. But states' rights in the hands of bad faith actors like Greg Asbot and Ron Monkey Up DeClantis and, well, Mrs. Governor, Ambassador, Speaker of the House, Haley, it becomes like the guy who, the Florida man, who robbed a liquor store at Alligator Point. In the hands of Southerners, states' rights, you'll notice there's no legal weed in Alabama or Mississippi stand or South Carolina stand as far as I, as far as I know. Or any, any of the Confederate states, really, there's, there's uh, well, kind of in Virginia. Not a lot of legal weed, but still a lot of, huh, imagine that. States' rights racism. Sweet jumping jeepus. That woman is a dum dum. She is a D U M M M M M M dum dum. Who says that? I mean, I guess I'm being somewhat rhetorical. She said that. But this is settled law. But then again, in the year 2024, the middle of the third decade of the 21st century of the Common Era, in the new 90 states of America, the greatest country in the history of the world on earth now, today, forever, in the universe under God, there is no such thing as settled law. Everything is up for destruction. Starting first and foremost with the 
rights of women to control the workings of their own reproductive systems. The right to decide when is a good time to bear children. Yeah. Because we have to understand that at a fundamental level, Dobbs versus Jackson women's health was decided on a state's rights basis. That's what all of that mumbo-jumbo is about when, uh, when, when Sammy Badbreath and Fappy Thomas and uh, the rest of our most puissant dread sovereign supreme Catholic majesties were burbling about how the federal government had no business getting into the debate about abortion and that it should be decided on a state-by-state basis. They were saying that women's bodies are subject to states' rights. And as we discussed yesterday, nullification, which is intimately and toxically intertwined with the concept of states' rights, is the handmaiden of states' rights. Because of the doctrine of states' rights, Greg Aspot is still trying to stare down the federal government and uh, lining the Rio Grande with razor wire to stop the invasion by a bunch of unarmed desperate asylum seekers and migrants fleeing desperate circumstances in their own home countries. It's also why in places like Florida and almost level west by coal Manchinia stand states rights are hopelessly bound up with a nullificationist idea related to the uh, to the, the constitutional concept of substantive due process and it's being used to attack kids and declare the orthodoxy of the potty and what people can have on their driver's licenses. States' rights, y'all. Clarence says, The Breakfast Club, I'm sort of shocked that she did that interview. The club is an information outlet to young black America. The young brothers and sisters on that show are not ones to ask softball questions. The show's on Sirius XM. I wonder if that slavery response was a question that was asked. Uh, the slavery response uh, was back in New Hampshire to, uh, in response to a New Hampshire citizen. The Breakfast Club part was, uh, imagine, imagine that. You're talking to a bunch, a, a bunch of young black broadcasters and, well, yes, Texas has the right to secede. 
But the thing about nullification, if you can nullificate, if you can nullificate one thing, you can nullificate anything you want. You know, like the 13th Amendment, Texas could secede from the Union, and the logical outgrowth from that is Texas, having seceded from the Union, is no longer bound by the Constitution of the United States because they're not part of the United States anymore. God damn what a moron she is. And it ain't even Monday. <sighs> Hey, I'll stand by for a minute. I have to deal with this. I might be a couple of minutes. I'll be right back.
Well, that was annoying. <sighs> Never a dull moment. That's what happens when you live in middle of nowhere. People show up. Not anybody that you know. But I don't like for Annette to have to deal with that by herself. Um, well, thank you. Thank you very kindly to uh, Ken up in Northwest PA. Lincoln the Kitty found a treasure chest, a $25 chip of gold for your birthday applied to Charlene's challenge. Please, everybody, let's keep Roxanne past 20 years. Hugs and kisses. P.S. I love raisins. Oh, dear God, I've started that again, haven't I? Yes, I have. Um, Tracy says, fuck you and your raisins. That was to me, not you, Ken, but I think it's uh, got broad applicability. And Tracy says, I can make gross generalizations whenever I want. And Tracy, by the way, said, uh, uh, here's a $20 happy birthday anniversary challenge as well. Here's to many more birthdays and anniversaries. I love you more than my luggage. You know, I love you, Tracy. Thank you. So we will say that then that uh, uh, there are uh, forty-five dollars of, Char- of Charlene's birthday challenge that have been met, and uh, that means there's a hundred and fifty-five dollars remaining on the challenge to go, with about two hours left in the program. I don't want to spend the whole program on the idiocy of Nimrata Haley, but I feel like we do. Because when saying that secession is the right, oh, I'm fond of craisins too, Randy Radar. When when somebody like Mrs. Governor Ambassador Secretary, the Speaker of the House Haley says that secession is the right of any state, she really is juggling mason jars full of nitroglycerin. Nothing less. I don't want to put too fine a point on it. Yes, I do. I want us to understand completely and thoroughly what that means. When the, when the, when the treasonous South seceded from the Union, they immediately set up a government, never really got, never really got much, much speed, up to much speed, but they did. They set up a government, and they made them. Uh, they drafted them up a constitution that was basically the U.S. Constitution plagiarized, and making sure that the right to enslave other human beings in chattel slavery was maintained. But there are so many. aspects of modern federal governance that are tied to the United States. Well, everything is tied to the Constitution. If it ain't constitutional, it ain't law. And this is such a cockamamie idea, and there have been other cockamamie ideas that have passed muster with the Supreme Court. Uh, In fact, in yesterday's program, Chip Roy of Gonorrhea Gulch, Texas, was talking that was trying to compare the Texas border crisis 
<laughs> still not. Mullah Moses Mike Johnson is still not willing to do anything to try to uh, alleviate what they keep calling the invasion at the southern border. On the one hand, he says things like, well, it would be silly to say that I'm taking orders from Donald Trump. And then, like, seconds later in the same press conference, having just told Manu Raju of CNN that he was being silly, well, yeah, I talk to Donald Trump about every day, and we talk about the... Mullah Moses Mike is just a lickspittle. He's just a maggot lickspittle. You don't like the 13th Amendment? Okay, don't don't include that in the Texas Constitution. You don't like Obergefell and its reliance on substantive due process? Well, declare that there's no such thing as substantive due process. And, of course, if you recall the concurrence to Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health, Clarence pubes on the Coke can Fappy Thomas, the single most crooked individual ever to sit on the Supreme Court bench, a man crooked as the dog's hind leg who's so crooked that when he's when he finally does shuffle off this mortal coil, they'll have to use a an auger from the PTO of a tractor to screw him into the dirt. Well, he said he wants all the substantive due process cases brought back before him. Because he wants to get rid of that. Substantive due process, of course, being central to old Planned Parenthood versus Connecticut. Which, of course, is the progenitor of Roe v. Wade. And which is still in their crosshairs, as Fappy made abundantly clear. Wants to get rid of Lawrence versus Texas. Sodomy. And the word that comes after it in that song (sighs) wants to get rid of substantive due process in regard to marriage equality. That's Obergefell. He wants to get rid of substantive due process in regard to non-discrimination rulings. That's Bostock, which prevents people from being fired from their jobs on the basis of sex or gender this is all coded language that I'm afraid that we do not understand not we, not us not the Horn Family Community Congregation but the so called well the decent people in America, the people who aren't maggots the people who aren't Republicans do not understand We do not conceptualize it. We talked a little bit about Brown versus Board of Education in yesterday's program. Brown versus Board of Education could not be decided the way that it was decided in, what, 1954? Today. Here in almost level West by Coal, Jim Justice Stan... I think it's time to stop calling it Manchinia. Well, the recently released, or or recently uh, introduced, Women's Bill of Rights, 
says that women have a right to be to think that they're equal to men, but only if they're really women. And only so long as they understand that equal doesn't mean the same as. And that equality doesn't mean actually equal. I'm not kidding you. The language of West Virginia's Women's Bill of Rights is literally... Plessy versus Ferguson in the third decade of the 21st century. Plessy versus Ferguson was one of those horrifying Supreme Court cases where the Supreme Court said, no, it's cool. Yeah, you can have all kinds of systems that are, you know, you can have, you can separate the races as long as they're equal. You can have systems that are separate but equal. And under this stupid bill that's going to pass through the West Virginia legislature like shit through a goose. Women will be enshrined in this state as Plessy people. Grab them by the Plessy. Separate from, from... and certainly not identical to, and with equality, but not equal to the men's. Do do we see how godforsaken stupid this is? I mean, breathtaking. Dangerous. And there's always another aspect of American law that these maggots want to nullify. There was a hearing in, uh, in, in, in the Senate today. Oh, my goodness gracious, Miss Lindsay was, oh, she, she had her smelling salts out. And, and, and I think she might have had a little Adderall because, I mean, oh, Miss Lindsay was, oh, she was worked up at them, at them. Tech giant billionaires. And I bear, look, I bear no love for Mark Zucker dweeb or whoever the woman is who had to be subpoenaed from X to even show up there. You know, the, uh, the, the, the website where you go to X and post an excrement that's owned by a guy who will probably name himself X at some point in time and just stop being Leon scum. Uh, the, the, the head of Discord was there, by the way. I went on a Discord server once. It's I'm an old. It was deeply annoying. Just trying to navigate it. Whew! Terrible. But that tech dude, bro, I swear to God... My first thought when I saw him in the hearing was, hey, who let a mid-19th century whaling ship captain run a tech giant? Because he did. The, 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 the first line, the minute I saw him, 
with his weird little 19th century neck beard, the first thing that passed through my, uh, my mind was, from hell's heart, I stab at the, you know, Captain Ahab in Moby Dick. All but Lindsay, Lindsay was feeling so butch that he actually accused Mark Zuckerberg of murder. This would be a good time for me to mention that uh, our good friend Horst in Taiwan said that his two desires of late, modest though they be, are simply that people understand how to pronounce the word Semitic and the correct pronunciation of fentanyl. Don't like saying this, but Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota sat there in her allotted time in the hearing today and on no less than, I think, six occasions pronounced it fentanyl, which would be F-E-N-T-A-N-O-L. The actual drug that kills people is called F-E-N-T-A-N-Y-L, fentanyl. And when I heard that, I, I thought of I thought of our buddy Horst. Oh my aching back! Oh, but they, it, mm, yeah. Uh, uh, Lindsay was, Lindsay was right het up. Back to Nikki Haley just for a minute. You know, one more question, and she's going to talk about seeing Russia from her house. And then there was Tom Head full of cotton who was looking at the CEO of TikTok in America like a calf looking at a new gate. I don't understand them people. They're inscrutable. And we got a modern uh, we we got a modern iteration of the old "Are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party?" We have the audio. Get the hockey puck because there's some top-notch stupidity here. Senator Tom Headful of Cotton from uh, Ar- uh, from Arkansas apparently needs an Asian geography lesson. I know, Emilio. Obligatory Star Trek reference for the evening. He tusks me. He tusks me. And I shall have him. Elon Dick. Con! Uh, Tom Headful of Cotton couldn't quite figure out that everybody with an Asian name ain't necessarily from China. So he was questioning Mr. Shao Chu on that pernicious... I mean, look, I'm not a fan of TikTok. And I, I, I think, I think yeah, these, are, these are capitalist entities... 
and they're not exactly going to be altruistic. They're out there to make a buck. And so this was the exchange with Xiao Chu and Senator Tom Head Full of Cotton, who didn't exactly come off as a an international heavyweight. Quickly, TikTok. Well, this is a, it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence that it you is. were the CFO, the Senator, that the is. Chinese Communist Party took its golden share in its board seat, and the very next day you were appointed the CEO of TikTok. That's a hell of a coincidence. It, it really is, Senator. It, it, it really is. Arkansas. That's a hell of a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. And before uh, ByteDance, you were at a, a Chinese company called Xiaomi, is that correct? Uh, yes, I used to work uh, around the world. Where did, where did you live when you worked at Xiaomi? I lived in China, where like exactly, many experts. Where, where exactly? In Beijing, in China. How many years did you live in Beijing? Uh, Senator, I worked there for about five years. So you lived there for five years? Yes. Isn't it the case that Xiaomi was sanctioned by the United States government in 2021 for being a communist Chinese military company? I'm here to talk about TikTok. I think I think they then had a lawsuit and it was overturned. I, I can't remember the no, details. No, no, it, it's another it was company. The Biden administration that reversed those sanctions, just like by the way they reversed the terrorist designation on the Houthi te- Houthis in Yemen. How's that working out for them? But Did you ever live in Yemen? As a Chinese communist military company. So, you said today, as you often say, that you live in Singapore. Of what nation are you a citizen? Singapore. Are you a citizen of any other nation? No, Senator. Have you ever applied for Chinese citizenship? Senator, I served my nation in Singapore. No, I I did not. Do you have a Singaporean passport? Yes, and I served my military for two two and a half years in Singapore. Do you have any other other passports from any other nations? No, Senator. Your wife is an American citizen. Your children are American citizens. That's correct. Have you ever applied for American citizenship? No, not yet. Okay. Have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? Senator, I'm Singaporean. No. I'm Singaporean. No. I, I, I'm wondering. Um, I'm wondering if Ted Cruz, you know, Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger eating future king of America, was present in the room. I, I don't know if he's on that committee. Because that whole "have you ever applied for American citizenship" question would have been, oh, a little bit more than embarrassing for Rafaelito, because you might recall that for a very long time, and to this day, I'll add, we've referred to the father of Rafaelito Eduardo Cruz, the anointed booger-eating future king of America, as Rafael Eduardo Cruz. Father of Raffaellito, anointer of Raffaellito, and the man who forgot to become an American for a really, really, really long time. He fled Cuba, got Canadian citizenship, came to America, somehow, well, you can get overwhelmed. I mean, it's... Ah, heavens, I've had my name changed since early August, and only yesterday did I get around to going to change all my designations with the Social Security Administration. 
I mean, that was what, on September. That was five months. Of course, in the case of Rafael Eduardo Cruz, uh, Pappy Cruz, it wasn't five months. It was years and years and years and years and years and years. Probably more years than that. Are you now or have you ever been a member of the Chinese Communist Party? The man is an actual... I'm, I'm not defending TikTok. And the man's got enough money to burn a sopping, her, sopping wet herd of wet elephants with sopping wet $100 bills. But he did his nationally mandated duty and served for two years in the Singaporean military. I don't know. Maybe his job was to beat people who were caught chewing gum on the streets. Rather authoritarian place, Singapore. Clean, beautiful. Trains run on time. Assuming there are trains. Uh, but this, that, 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 that's the kind of ugly bias one would expect of a white southern male senator. Mr. Chu was apparently baffled, not uh, not exactly up to speed on just how ugly and bigoted white male southern senators can be. But, oh mercy sakes, they can be. And at one point in time, Mark Zuckerdweeb got up and turned around and faced the families of people who had died as a result of crap that went on on Facebook, Meta generally, Instagram, whatever, and apologized profusely because they didn't have to do that. Because part of the conversation entailed a discussion of why these uh, these these social media companies c- should continue to have uh, immunity from lawsuits for the harm that they do. It was part of a larger pastiche, however, because another aspect of it is that they're going to protect the children from it from obscene content. Now, over on the Democratic side, they're like, well, yeah, I mean, kids shouldn't be watching porn. And you know what? I agree. But the wording of the statute or the wording of the bill is such that it can be interpreted benignly or it can be interpreted perniciously. And again, with something like the Religious Freedom Restoration Act uh, to guide us, I'm willing to bet that 501c Christian tax-exempt grifts would be uh, more on the side of interpreting it 
perniciously. And more than one person has said that these these bills would be used as a as as a means of removing anyone any member of the LGBTQ community from any sort of participation on the internet. I guess that would include your humble hostess. And it's worrisome. Terribly so. Because the Biden administration says they like it. Democrats say they like it. Uh, Marsha XXX Blackburn, described once by Taylor Swift, I like her a little more every day, more on Tay-Tay later, as... uh, Donald Trump in a bad wig. Love you, Taylor. Well, uh, Marsha is hopping up and down, screaming about how we're going to drive the, these LGBTQs off the, because every time they breathe, it's pornographic. It's disgusting. Utterly repulsive. Uh, Thanks going out. Thank you to Clarence. Clarence just took us down to uh, 135 to go on Charlene's birthday challenge. Thank you, Clarence. And Ralphs took us down to uh, 119. Thank you so much, Ralphs. Brendan took us down to $99.99 to go on Charlene and Rogues Island's challenge. And Terrace took us down to $74 to go. Thank you, one and all. This This is big, and it's extremely helpful as we try to close January fully funded. So, $94 to go, or $74 to go, I'm sorry, and uh, Charlene will double it and add $50 more. So that's, uh, from where we were, uh, that'll get us down uh, below $700, which is superb which would mean we would be partially funded for yesterday and have only today to go. Or, well, and a little bit of Monday. Thank you all. Hopefully we will uh, we'll, we'll finish that off. Uh, Emilio says, Singapore, and what part of China is that? The extra communist part? Yes, extra double plus secret probation commie. Tom Cotton later asking, did you not in fact eat Chinese food for lunch just moments ago? Don't wait for the translation. Answer now! Which is highly ironic because I've been on a little kick. You know, we, 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 we have one Chinese restaurant here. It's not you know, Great Wall or Peking Dragon or... No, no. It's, 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 it's commensurate with where I am in West Virginia. I've mentioned it before. They do a great job. It's called OK Chinese. 
It's okay. But they do a magnificent Singapore Mayfun. It's a curried rice noodle with chopped up cabbage and onions and, and, and roasted pork and oh, it's just delicious. I hammer mine with red pepper flakes. Just to give it a little extra kick. But lo and behold, Annette and I only recently ate Singapore May Fun, and lo and behold today, there's Tom head full of cotton, not understanding where Singapore is. I have to be careful. I have to be careful. Probably more careful than I am. Let's run over to the Skype line and check in with Tristan. Hey, Tristan, how are you? I'm very good. Happy birthday. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it never ceases to make a cynic out of me to, to learn the lack of knowledge on the other side. You will never, he will never go broke underestimating the intelligence of, of maggots and gen- Republicans in general. I know, I've been following it for 15, I've been following this shit for 15 years and it just, you know, very early on I, I was clued into this, just, just basic geography too. I mean, I didn't go to the best school in the country, but I sure as fuck know the difference between China and Singapore. Uh, yes. <laughs> You know, don't sell your went, don't sell yourself short. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I went to a state school for the blind for four years of my education. Let me tell you, but uh, they uh, you got a better education than Marsha Triple X Blackburn ever did. Yeah, I guess so. Good heavens, she you went know, to then, she went to a state school for the stupid. Yeah, she. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cat's cowbell worthy right there. Oh, thank you, Tristan. <laughs> Ah, that's good. A state school for the stupid. Uh, or, or as Tom Lehrer would say, uh, what did he say? The Massachusetts State Institution for the Bewildered? Yes, as a matter of fact, and that's a that, that, that's a that's a great that's a great name check. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, after uh, the after they took him away to the Massachusetts State Home for the Bewildered, I think it was. But either way, it works. Um, bewildered. Yeah. Yes, I, wonder, is, I wonder if there's another program or podcast out there that includes the word bewildered today. Oh, I don't know. You know, there, uh, I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think, uh, I think it is an act, an accurate adjective for, uh, for, uh, describing what the Republicans are, seem to be going through. Um, you know, I've uh, I finally, uh, for the first time, I've been uh, I I've picked up a physical book for the first time in probably ten years, and I've been I've been reading Vonnegut, light reading for light minds, and uh, I just finished Cat's Cradle, so this. This 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 religion and stuff, you know. Nice, nice, very nice. Yeah, so. you know, I haven't read I haven't read Vonnegut since high school, so <clears throat> you know, I thought, why the hell not? And they just sent me a second the library just sent me a second copy of Cat's Cradle for some I don't know why. 
I'm trying to come up with the funny line for, you know, in in, ca- in case your first cat's cradle winds up in the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's sitting on my desk right now. Um, and the second one hasn't been taken out of the box, and I don't want to throw it away because, you know, Braille is it's very important. You know, people don't read Braille enough. I don't read Braille enough, which is one of the reasons why I've gotten physical books. But, you know, I, I've been introduced to, uh, oh, what's weird adjectives that Vonnie comes up with, the grandfaloons and shit like that. Wampeters, uh, Foma, and yeah. grandfaloons. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, kind of describes a lot of the Republicans. Well, a Foma is a group of uh, a group of individuals who seem to have something in common but really don't and it's kind of harmless yeah and and that's and in his essays a, he describes he says for instance hoosiers yeah yeah that's the grand falloon actually is that the grand falloon okay yeah the foma is a, a, a foma a foma is, is, is a, a harmless lot. belief yes yes like you know god is watching over me and all that shit yes um that's oh, a depressing as fuck, though. God, I, I remember finishing reading. I was like, you know, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I got to go out. Um, Ever read Galapagos? No. That, who, is that another Vonnegut book? That was, that, that, yeah, that was released in the mid-80s, and it was his last novel for a while before Timequake. Mm. And I want to talk about depressing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 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 wacky and stupid, uh, but probably his darkest work. And uh-huh. but what's curious is, yeah, he was a visionary. Okay. Oh sure. Remember, Kurt Vonnegut in the early in his earliest days was one of the first dealerships of Saab's, the automobile. Yeah. In the United States, and at that time, it actually was a two-cycle engine. Hmm. So that meant you had to, just like a chainsaw or a weed eater, you had to mix oil and gasoline together. I see. Or else, as Kurt Vonnegut noted, the engine would it would eventually and promptly melt into a heap of slag. Uh, whoops. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm going through a phase right now, though, with my with my reading as well as my music. So, I I, I noticed I, I noticed the musical phase. Yes, yes. What'd you think? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. That guy's great. I, I I'm I'm going to buy a record for one of my friends down here. Um, you know, I'm I'm. It's it's just great. Like I. I I wish there was more music on the radio that was like that, but there's not. But at any rate, you know, <clears throat> I find myself, and I, I haven't called in three weeks because I, I I'm feeling like, <clears throat> for me anyway, what there's a limit to what can be said because. You know, for for every every day in the Republican world is like Groundhog Day. It's the same, it's the same shit. It's the same, you know, asinine 
uh, you know, borderline, well, not border, but actual racist bullshit. And, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's like the last 15 years of my um, political self-education has just been a rinse and repeat of the same crap because it seems like the American population continues to, um, you know, invest in this nonsense. I don't just mean vote because that's – No, no, no. It, in, in fact, I mean the voting, the voting is important, Tristan, but yeah. it's, the, it's the socio-cultural investment in adoption in it. I, not to not to change the topic, but to work with what you're working. Uh, there's an absolutely horrifying story in the news today. Just yeah. make just make enough to make me pull my dress over my head and run circles around the room. Uh, it's a, it, it has to do with a guy in I think Bucks County, Pennsylvania. 32-year-old Justin Mon, M-O-H-N, murdered his daddy. His daddy had been an employee of the federal government for the past 20 years. Then Justin Mon turned on his camera, and I was go- this is what I was going to mention about uh, Vonnegut being a, a, a visionary. In Galapagos, back in 1984 or so, He predicted that people would be walking around with handheld translation devices. Little battery powered handheld translators, and I forget what the name of it was, but it's basically it's basically a smartphone. And he saw it but anyway, so uh, the reason I'm, I was reminded of that is thirty two year old Justin Moan having murdered his father then turned on his video camera and proceeded to live stream and post on YouTube the video of him decapitating his father. Mm-hmm. 5,000 people saw it before YouTube said, wait, what? Wow. Yeah. Uh, the man's body was discovered by his wife, the boy, the 32-year-old boy, 32-year-old man, had already stolen his daddy's car and taken off. He, in the video, uh, the 32-year-old Mon, Justin Mon, said he was president. Uh, he went on to say other people, many people, believe me, <laughs> saw him as the Messiah went on and on about President Biden and the federal government uh, promulgating far-left woke mobs invade vigorously against immigrants, globalists, and communists trying to destroy the United States. He said he was a malicious leader. A militia leader. Yes, a malicious. He said he was a militia leader. He said his daddy was a traitor for working for the federal government and said others should kill their family members who were also federal government servants, civil servants. Uh Violence is the only solution to the federal government's treason, he said. 
as he held up a plastic bag with his daddy's noggin in it. They finally caught up with him about 100 miles away in Fort Indian Town Gap. He was charged with murder and abuse of a corpse. Here's the other thing, though. Turns out he was apparently a big fan of libs of TikTok. Yeah. That 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 page, site, account, what have you, run by Chaya Ratchek, who was recently appointed to the Oklahoma Library Commission, even though she has none of the statutory qualifications for it. Every time Chaya Ratchek posts something, something awful follows. And the reason I went through this entire horrifying story, Tristan, is to illustrate what you said a little bit ago about the fact that they 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 adopt this wild-eyed maggotry. Oh yeah, it's spread out in every facet of their life, and now you know cult experts and whatnot are weighing in, and you know. I don't mean to be insensitive about uh, about the, 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 the this 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 individual who is who is killed. You know that's that's a horrible way to die, and by your own son. You know, uh, but unfortunately, it is as it is. You know, it is symptomatic of what cult experts have been talking about for for all, you know ever since 2016 when the Trump. The Trump uh, Trump was became a rallying point for everybody. Um, <clears throat> it's becoming harder and harder to tell between whether they actually believe this stuff uh, really, or is it a mental illness? I, I think it can be both. Yeah, probably it is. And it's just, yeah, it, it's beyond the pale now. You know, like, you know, I don't know what this this kid's relationship with his dad was like, but like, what, you know, the only thing that I can think of besides mental illness that could drive you over the edge is the stochastic terrorism that you continue to bring up that takes already vulnerable people and makes you know, reinforces the crap that and they believe. Yeah, and destroys already fragile minds. Yeah. You know, I, um, there's a psychologist on YouTube, uh, Todd Grande. He's he's one of those middle-of-the-road types. He he uh, he talks about politics when he really shouldn't because his beliefs are less than ideal. Um, <clears throat> but I do like him for his... He does a lot of true crime stuff, and he... He's like, well, you know, these people probably would have done what they had done, even if there wasn't all this influence uh, around them. And it's like, maybe, maybe not. But the fact that that, you know, horse shit is there is it's, it's already bad enough. It's like, you know, yeah, maybe... Maybe I wouldn't have died if I had, you know, I don't know. It's not a good analogy, but like if I hadn't torn my heart out with my bare hands, might not have died. But if I'm already diseased, it doesn't really, you know, 
it's only quickening the, the, the inevitable at the end of the day. But, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's just people are, you know, yeah, I don't, that, this is my problem. I, I, I feel like I've run out of things to say. Sometimes, sometimes it can leave you gobsmacked, dumbfounded, and and it, it's it, it's it beggars description, it beggars belief. Yeah. But all you have to do is go through the news on any given day, and yes, it is real. It's 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 in front of our faces, day in and day out. Yeah. Well. For me, it's honestly, it's it's desensitization, and it's honestly like it's a tiredness that is, you know, enveloping me. Uh, you know, when I read about or hear about stories like that, it's like another one, huh? Wow, that's interesting. Um, and it's <laughs> yeah, sad. Yeah, I, I know. I know. We got another one. Yeah, yeah, just, ah, uh, uh, wow. And then, <clears throat> you know, like I've got my stepbrother in the military. He wants to quit because they made him get a vaccine, you know. Um, so, you know, I luckily I'm, I'm, you know, a couple degrees away from getting my head chopped off, but <laughs> I, I see Tristan, it, you know. <laughs> Tristan, don't even say that. <laughs> Sorry, I, my... I'm, I, I don't have a good filter. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I, I guess what I, my point is that even I'm, you know, even peripherally affected by this. I mean, he was threatened with separation but if he didn't get the vaccine. Now he's pissed off because the Army. The what, does he think, tr- what does he think? He's got liquid barcodes running through his bloodstream now? Oh, it doesn't work, man. It doesn't do what it says it's supposed to do. I don't know why those fuckers are making me get it. That's his thing. It's, he just thinks it's ineffective, and it's like, does he? Does wait? Hold that. Hold on. Does does? And I'm I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not making sport of your family or anything like that. But does brother understand how the military works? He does. That, that he's in the order-taking business, not the order-giving business? Yeah, he does, which he did get the vaccine, but he's not happy about it, I guess. And he's he's probably, you know, he spent a lot. His his wife is in Kentucky now, so he spent a lot of time in the Deep South after he left, you know, our house. <clears throat> oh, well, that's never I, a good sign. Yeah. The, well, the Upland South. The the aristocratic South, I guess. But uh, Kentucky, they have their share of maggots around. But Oh, yeah, um, yes. The, yeah, more yeah, than. Mitch McConnell and Rand Paul notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not a, not even, that's not even a for sure on those two. Yeah. Uh, but he spent a lot of time there and probably, you know, plays a lot of online games just like my other brother does. And so, you know. He does understand. I mean, they threatened to fire his ass. So he's like, all right, I'm getting it. But, you know, he still, he still, you know, has been indoctrinated. And, you know, 
And you can't explain ambiguity, and I've talked to, to you about this before, but you I, can't I, explain yeah. ambiguity to a person who doesn't – is not able to deal with ambiguity. Uh, ambiguity. Like he can't – it would break his brain and my other brother's brain too if I was like, well, you know, it's effective to a point – not going to prevent you from getting COVID. If that's what you think it's going to do, there's nothing that's going to prevent you from getting COVID. You know? I mean, and then the fact that he doesn't, he got the vaccine and doesn't get COVID will never convince him that the vaccine kept him from getting COVID. Right. Right. Well, Because you can't prove a negative. Yeah, you, you, you can. There's no way. I mean, hell, the vaccine didn't prevent me from getting COVID. I got COVID twice. Luckily, it was, you know, and I've gotten the vaccine. I think I've gotten four shots now. Um, is there a fifth one? I don't, I don't even know. I think there was. I think I think because I'm at like four and down one. OK. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to go and check. But um, yeah, you know, um, it's, uh, you know, you're right. Nothing will convince him that it, it it did prevent him from getting COVID. But you know, and I and there's no way to explain. Hey, you know, it it's not a it's not it's not a bubble around your head. Like you know, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait a uh, minute. It's not a bubble around your head. Yeah, I mean, it's not. You know, it's 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 it, it, it's not gonna. You know. There's nothing in life that's going to prevent shit from happening to you. You know, you can be cautious. You can take all the precautions you can. But it's bet, you're better off if you do than if you don't. Um, I mean, I have a pretty strong immune system. I know that even my dad is like, why did you get it, man? I was like, it's a fucking, like... It's it's not it's virus particles. The worst thing that happened was a sore arm. I mean, you know, why are you worried about it? Like, if, if it was unsafe, people would have found this, found that out by now. You would so, expect, yes. You would expect, but you know, again, it's well. God bless. You would expect. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would or we can that. get Shakespearean and say devoutly to be wished. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, it's like, yeah, it, it's they uh, they don't really. It's not really. Uh, it can't be helped, sadly, because there's just so much. You know, it's because of the disinformation that the conspiracy has you know because because at the end of the day it's, it's it's always you know there's always something that proves that even a lack of evidence is proof of a conspiracy to them right the fact that you can't prove the conspiracy shows how star-spangled double plus awesome the conspiracy is yeah even and if it, know, even even if the conspiracy requires the participation of you know, a couple of billion human beings keeping a secret. Yeah, yeah, because that's possible, right? That's Richard Nixon. Well, He'll in their you. in their world, it happens all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, 
And even if, you know, and I, I'm not a super, I'm not super good at like having conversations with, with people that disagree with me. I'm, I'm not very good at it. Um, it actually kind of makes me uncomfortable. Um, so my intellect is not as full speed ahead. As well, hold on, Tristan. Okay. It, it, there's, there's disagreeing and there is disagreeing. I'm not very good at dealing with people who disagree with me when I say that the sun is hot. <laughs> and someone disagrees with me by saying, no, foosball. <laughs> yeah. Well, because you just at that point, you just walk. OK, nope. Talk to the hand. Walk away. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. And, I mean, there are real-world examples, like, well, I'm sorry to go there, but uh, they're mutilating children's genitals. I mean, it's just not happening. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening at all. It's the, the, the only surgeries the weirdos can point to are top surgery for... And they are so rare, adolescent trans boys who are on the verge of suicide. Yeah. And it's what keeps them from suiciding. But, Absolutely. But, but then you have to express, well, see, they're genital mutilating. And you go, no, 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 no grits for brains, Cletus. Breasts aren't genitals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they turned me on! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've, seen, I've seen posts from incel forums where the weird little incels will ask questions like, except for pleasing men, what other function is there for breasts? Oh, boy. I know. You yeah, you, you, you sound like Sam in the original Quantum Le Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's like boom, forehead right off the desk. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. That's that's me, all right, you know. Yeah, the ignorance is, is astounding in those groups and you know like and, and yeah, like what is this gay agenda, LGBTQ agenda? Like turn people gay, like what what purpose would that serve exactly? Well, see, then that's that, then that allows that allows the Chicoms to, uh, to and 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 the uh, uh, the Brownskins to uh, once we've gotten all the white people to stop reproducing and gotten them all good and gay and trans, then the brown people will be able to finally, with the aid of the Jews. Yep. Uh, uh, finally accomplish the great replacement. Yeah. Yeah. What's that when you when you associate something like like do they realize that the Chinese Communist Party isn't exactly friendly to gay people? Right. Not well. You ask a lot of them, Tristan. Yeah, I'm just young. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, <laughs> got one of the oldest souls on the program. I guess I'm just young. Yeah. 
But but it's true. I mean, you know, you're associating like they have all these random ass associations. It's like grand falunary at this highest level. You know, it's yes. like gay communist Jew. It's like it's like a weird ass game of charades. Like, yeah, <laughs> three words. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I uh, yeah, it's it's uh, rhymes with. Way. Yeah, rhymes. Yeah, hey, yeah. rhymes with gay, gay. Okay, gay. Yeah, <laughs> on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. God this program isn't on video. I'm sitting here playing charades now with the with yes. the fingers on the wrist and the pointing and the waving for hey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's perfect. Sounds that's like pointing at my oh, ear. That's... Yeah. Well, never, I, I, never, I, ever invite me to play charades, any of you. No. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I'm not a very good charades player either, so. Not only because it's not visual, just because I can't. Yeah, nope. Uh, you know, like a piece of stale cinnamon pull-apart bread. It's the, the Republicans' arguments, if you take it, just a tiny peek at them, they just crumble yeah falls uh, all the pieces yep yeah, yeah it's uh you know and it's and it's easy to do for you and me but for folks who have been indoctrinated and you know i'm not saying i'm the most well-informed person on the planet but i know i know things and it's hard to challenge things. It's hard to, to to refute challenges to things that are so well established. It, right. It just, it remind it remind my you know one of my favorite movies is The In Laws, nineteen seventy nine. Um, Peter Falk, uh, Alan Arkin, Nancy Dassault, uh, wonderful cast. And uh, at one point in time, Peter Falk. It looks up. Oh, I don't just do things. <laughs> oh, I don't just say things. I, I like to have some facts behind them here and there. Yeah. It, it just, it just as you know, just as decoration. Yeah. Well, well speaking of, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, you. No, I was just gonna say. Uh, you have any plans after the program for? Uh, uh, birthday we're gonna have cake and ice cream. Oh uh, yeah. Cake and ice cream, the latest episode of Quantum Leap, and uh, uh, Annette very sweetly said to me, "And we will watch anything you want to watch." Hmm. We fit. By the way, we finished Ted, y'all, or at least if there's going to be, an, I hope there's going to be another season of Ted, because the first season was absolutely insane and hilarious. I've been hearing about that show. What is what is Ted about? I, well, I've it's ba- it's based on the movie. Uh, you know, from a few years back, Mark Wahlberg yeah. and yeah. and 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 a teddy bear that comes to life, and the teddy bear is vulgar as hell. Ah, you know, and uh, so this stuff picks up several years later, after Ted's heyday in Hollywood has come and gone, and he's living with a family in what appears to be South Boston. And if you, I mean, it's it's basically an upgraded, 
it's got elements of all in the family. The dad is very right wing and racist, and he's ever he, he's he's Archie he's Archie Bunker without the saving without the saving graces. Um, and the 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 woman who plays Aunt Susan, the wife, is definitely channeling um, Edith Bunker. And then you know, uh, there's a there's a 16 year old uh, there's a 16 year old boy and his uh, cousin who lives with the family and it's oh it's funny it's funny mm. I'll have to check it out is that on is that that's on Prime isn't it uh, no it's on Peacock oh that's right Peacock I I get my streaming services confused I'm I can't not... I can't keep up at all yeah yeah. I'm rewatching Shit's Creek on Prime. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do that. Oh, it's it's great. It's a great show. The characters are they're they're annoying as hell, but they're it's fan it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic show. Um, really great LGBTQ representation too. It's 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 great. It's a it's a great show. I really. I really like it, and it takes a lot for me to actually sit down and watch something. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to rewatching. My sleep schedule's all messed up, so I'm going to be up until all late hours of the night watching. Well, and and of course, the Ted series is Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane voices the anthropomorphic bear. <laughs> yeah, good old Seth MacFarlane. I, I know him. It's not. It's it. You don't. You don't want to watch it around your Christian family. Oh, um, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, my family are only nominally Christian anyway. Well, I don't. And they don't I, live with me, so. I, I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to offer up any spoilers, but. Well, uh, goodness me. The episode where, uh, where Maddie, the the family dad's, toy truck from his childhood came to life just like Ted did. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I don't know. He's it, it, he's he's like Morton Downey Jr. You know, he, yeah. these goddamn illegals, you know, that that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, and then, and then the 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 childhood dump truck has a big reveal at the end. There's a bit of a breakdown. Uh-huh. And we, Annette and I just sat watching it last night. <laughs> I was about I was about to die from from third degree side eye burns. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I have to I have to watch it. How's the hot chocolate coming? Uh, we, we've we have put a substantial dent in that can. I have to tell you. Yeah, I, I figured you would. It's good shit. Yeah, it is, and i uh, you know, like I said. I, I bougie it up and make it with steamed half and half. Uh, sounds delicious. Sounds better than my Starbucks hot chocolate, which I haven't gotten in several several days now. Oh, that's no, that stuff is magnificent. Yeah, well, you know, Trader Joe's isn't far from me, so you know, in the next few months, I might send you some more. Oh, bless you, bless, bless, bless your heart. I mean, it's uh, and I really annoy. I don't know how much it annoys her, but I every time I make her I make her the salted caramel hot chocolate. I sing the I sing the Swiss Miss theme. 
<laughs> I've been doing yeah. that ever since I found out there's that I've got uh, Swiss heritage. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's really good. And there's actually this really delicious jalapeno garlic spread. Ooh. And oh my god, it is so good on burgers, on chicken. Now, on... Do you, now okay, this this I, I don't know if this goes back to when you were listening, but uh, or had started listening. When you're in Trader, did you like hot sauces? Uh, yes. Well, next time in your next time you're in Trader Joe's, see if they've still got it. Get yourself a bottle of the Yuzu Y U Z U hot sauce. Oh, you know I've heard of it. It's made it's made with a Japanese citrus fruit. It's kind of like a lemon, but it's a lot more bitter and, and sour. Yeah. And it's a hot and I discovered that stuff and for a while there, Tristan, I was on a yuzu binge. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I had a, I had a jar, I had a bottle that I kept here in the studio, and I just flip the flip the flip the cap <laughs> open and you know have Ooh. a quick have a quick swig during the program just to get a little fix. Wow, that sounds delicious. Wait, but how did you come across it? There's no Trader Joe's in West Virginia, is there? Oh God, no! What are you talking about? <laughs> Don't be silly. Uh, I came I came across it in uh, in the Washington D.C. area when I was up there working ah. on the Ake Act. Ah, yes, of course, of course. And yes. I, I saw it and was like, "Oh, <laughs> this looks intriguing." Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, there are Trader Joe's. It's, is a cult in and of itself. So they got websites and blogs and all sorts of crap. Oh, I want to be I want to be a cult member so bad, but they won't the the closest thing I get is the Aldi in Beckley and it's just not the same. No, Aldi is I like Aldi. Yeah. Oh, Aldi's wonderful. Yeah, I used to I used to shop at Aldi when I lived in Central New York. Um they have they have some good stuff, you know, good European chocolates and stuff, but yeah. Blew my mind the one time I walked in there, and Aldi does not sell buttermilk. Eh. So, you know, there's probably, the vast majority of America is probably saying, well, good. <laughs> but that's, yeah. you know, to have a, to have an Aldi in Beckley, West Virginia, that doesn't sell buttermilk is, is, is heresy. The closest I've ever come to buttermilk are buttermilk biscuits, so I don't know what it tastes like. It's tart. Uh, yeah, but it's it's entirely different from yogurt, and the whole milk stuff is wonderful. At one point in time, and and you know the the thing with Aldi or Trader Joe's is stuff just comes and goes. Yeah, and you may not see it again. Yep. At the Aldi here, I found a couple of years ago because I had tasted it in 2019 down in Alabama, and I was like, well, my world just changed. Fruited Stilton cheeses. Oh, man, it sounds delicious. You know, Stiltons are usually inoculated, and they turn into something, the, the English version of blue cheese. Well, this is uninoculated, and instead, they blend in, like, mango and ginger. Mm. Or cranberries. Or lemon ah. or, or, or lemon rind. Oh, God. Blueberries. Oh, it's 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 heavenly, Tristan. It is it, and it's it's crumbly and it's sweet. It's it, you know you can serve it with a nice dessert wine. And then there's yeah. Trader Joe's, where from once in a once in a while when I was able to go there, I would be able to get aged Havarti. Oh man! And that's that stuff was life changing. 
Uh, I love Havarti, but this was like Havarti that had been aged and dried a little bit, and it, yeah. it had almost more of it, it had more of the sort of hard, waxy character of a Parmesan. Oh, well, thanks a lot, Robin. Now I'm going to go get that and a nice bottle of port. You go, Buster. <laughs> you do it up. Oh, God, I, I love port. Port is, oh, man. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, that, that, is, that would be a perfect pairing. Oh, it, abso- like a, it absolutely would. That's like, so, so the fruit cheese thing is like a, it, I'm kind of picturing like a, like a brie consistency, but like a crumbly type. No, it's 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 more like it's crumbly like a gorgonzola or a Danish blue is a Maytag blue, uh, but uh, it's but it's uninoculated and it's got fruit in it instead. Okay, yeah, that's that still. I mean, really you good. live in civilization. You, you you shouldn't necessarily have to rely on Aldi or Trader Joe's. You can it, hell, there might yeah. be somebody that'll bring you a hunk of fruited Stilton. Oh yeah! Oh sure! Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But Trader Joe's isn't that far away. I can. It's just a mile away. It's a mile down the road, so I can just go get it. Um, you know, but I, you yeah. are in Seattle, and while I've got you for just a second, yeah. I ran across a story earlier today. It was like, wait a minute, is this really? For, but it was. It was a Seattle Times story. The Washington Liquor Control Board decided to get their inner Stonewall on. Uh-huh. And raided a bunch of LGBTQ bars? Really? Yeah. Now, they didn't find, they didn't, uh, I mean, these establishments are already marginalized by virtue of being LGBTQ, so you got to imagine if they've got a liquor license, they're going to be careful about who they serve, so they found absolutely no one underage being served, but they did announce that they did that they they uh, they identified some lewd conduct because they now I know I, I you know I can given 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 the 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 hive mind connection that's already going here I want to feel like Matt in San Francisco is already drafting the email before I even say what it is they found the Washington State Liquor Control Board went to some LGBTQ bars in in Seattle, and Tristan, they found men wearing jock straps. Uh. And they found one exposed nipple. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I can tell, but, I mean, yeah. (laughs) Okay. But only one exposed nipple. And it turns out that Washington State has some rather antiquated liquor control laws that say that if you have a liquor license, you can't have anybody presenting lewdly. I get, right. the, I get the, I, I don't know. I get the idea that maybe the Washington Liquor Control Board is made up entirely of Jehovah's Witnesses or something. Wouldn't surprise me. Especially given the fucking taxes, like liquor tax is like twenty percent. That's ridiculous. Um, they really make it pretty unappetizing to buy alcohol. Um, that's I just I don't know, like jock straps, right? Like I'm presuming I'm presuming absent pants, okay? 
Yeah. Don't don't make me visualize too much of this. I mean, we yeah. we're in the third hour of the program, and I'm trying. Well, sometimes you just give up, Tristan. You just yeah. give up. <laughs> and one nipple. It's just. Yeah. I I. And I'm I'm presuming it was a masculine nipple. Yeah, presumably. Uh, I, yeah. And it was, and the masculine nipple was on a bartender. Right. So, but are there are there being consequences of it? Like, are they going to take the, that liquor license or that establishment well, away? Uh, no, apparent. No, apparently they they said they're not going to be any actions, but uh, the. Uh, People who own the establishments are like, God, this has a very Stonewall, uh, Stonewall vibe to it. It does, you know. Well, that's the thing, right? You know, you talk about, and I know you've mentioned this before, but like, we, blue states, you know, so-called blue states aren't as blue as we might like to think that they are. Um, well, and, and lo and behold, uh, I, 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 I conjured, I summoned Matt, and it was for a good purpose. Matt says it was probably underwear night. Some bars have underwear night. I've never been a fan because I've never had the self-confidence to go out in public in my underwear, but more power to those who do. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I go mean, I'm, I, I could, yeah. Hmm. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm even in my before time, I never had the confidence to wear a speedo. What are we talking about here? Uh, wow! At least not without yeah. a couple of pairs of tube socks. Ah, oh, goodness, yeah. <clears throat> That's uh, <clears throat> disappointing to hear, but it's like <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean. I I I would I would have been at not, I mean not at all surprised if it was like you know Dateline Sister Fister Mississippi or Dateline Busted Knuckle West Virginia or a real place in West Virginia Dateline Fraser's Bottom uh. <laughs> gay bar sighted for for men wearing jock straps here uh. in here in Fraser's Bottom. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. But Seattle? Yeah. Well, sadly. Uh, I mean, I wonder know. if they ever have wrestling matches where beer is served. Uh, wait till they hear about the big burly men in the little spandex panties. Yeah, I know. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. It. it... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's pretty pretty awful to hear, and I hope that I, I hope that they keep like they don't that, that they don't do something like that again. But it sounds like it's sounds like it's a systemic issue. I wonder how long those people have been on the liquor board. I wonder if there are like some holdouts from the last Republican administration, you know, from like 1985, toddling around on their walkers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. By the way, we 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 have done such damage, Tristan. I got a note from Cynthia. <laughs> Gang hungry, damn it! All this food talk again. But then I'm going to do something about it. I'll be making leek soup this evening. Oh, hurt me! Cleaning the <laughs> yeah. leeks now, and I'll add some big roasted mushrooms to it and ham bits. 
I've never added the ham bits to it before, but I think it'll work. Oh, it will. And I think I'll enjoy a glass of wine while I make it. Somehow wine goes with cooking for me. Well, that's the galloping gourmet of years gone by. And of course we'll add we'll add a we'll add a quarter cup of sherry to to the sauce and we'll add a quart of sherry to the chef. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Cynthia says, oh, and I do like Graham's tawny ten-year port. Not as expensive, but good. And I have a bottle of it. Good idea, Tristan. Uh, thank you, Cynthia. That sounds like a delicious soup. Oh, it does. It does. I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to share, uh, assuming that she likes it. I'm going to have to share uh, my improvised and entirely successful recipe for uh, asparagus bisque. Mm. I'm, oh, I, I'm, 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 come spring, I'm definitely making that again. If I can get my hands on some white asparagus, it would be asparagus whew. bisque. Oh man, it sounds like a good, like good, uh, good soup with some baguette. Oh yes, yeah, especially sourdough baguette. Oh yeah! Oh my heavens! That's the only baguette to get, though. Baguette to get? You did that on purpose, yeah. didn't you? <laughs> but listen, I uh, I've been talking your ear off. Oh no, you're 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 fine, but you're probably hungry now. I, yes, I am. That's the other thing I was going to say. Listen, um, I am really glad that uh, we are, you know, that, that that this program has become part of my life. You know, oh, you have uh, no I idea really how many people you've touched, Tristan. People uh, are so you. glad you've been gone, begun calling in. I get rave reviews and emails every <laughs> time every time you call in. You are beloved of the oh, community. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. It's my past is a dark one, but I finally felt, you know, compelled to start speaking out and. It's it's been it's been it's been an honor to talk with you, Robin, and to hear your experiences, your life experiences, and you know, let's keep this up. Let's indeed do. Thank you, Tristan. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Enjoy the rest of your birthday. I'm going to try. Thanks. Bye. All right. Yep. Bye bye. Oh, that young man is wonderful. Um, Ken said uh, Tristan is inspirational. Uh, and, and and Tristan addressed your question early on. Uh, Tristan says uh, he uses watch for TV just like the rest of us because it's just awkward to uh, say I listened to a TV program. Uh, uh, Lou and uh, Lou in PA pointing out, uh, well, it appears that uh, Alina Havana 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 won't be handling the peel. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, and then Jake in Columbus, <laughs> Cotton Pick and Tom Cottonhead. To paraphrase, to paraphrase Betty Davis, Key Rice touted a, cl- a clueless, ridiculous, dumb as a stump fuckwad like Tom Pick and Cotton ever get elected as dog catcher, let alone to the hallowed halls of the Senate. Happy birthday, Robin Roxanne. I'll throw a sob out buck at you, girl. Thank you. By the way, there's a place in the North Campus neighborhood of Columbus that slings a great Singapore Mayfun. Jake from Columbus, formerly of Brooklyn. And Laud, <laughs> Jake continues, you think you're tired. Those of us who have followed this descent into auto-corporate uh, Christo-fascist shit that really kicked in during the 1980 election when St. Ronnie Ray guns 
entered that unholy alliance with grifter supreme Harry Ballshell, Cucky's daddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Harry Ballshell, Jerry Falwell, yeah, yeah. Jerry Jr. Okay. Um, I know, I know. And uh, Theo said, uh, my own private colonoscopy. Happy birthday, Robin Roxanne. Thank you, Theo. I had the procedure in 2022 after my massive weight loss scared poor Leah pretty seriously. Yeah, the prep was obnoxious, but the results were great. The doctor even zapped some polyps as long as I was on the table. Lunch afterward was a joy at our favorite fast food chain, Burgerville, USA, and life proceeded apace, whatever that phrase in fact means. And in point of fact, uh, after every colonoscopy, for some reason or another, I have craved cheap Mexican restaurant salsa. Screw, never mind the chips. Just bring me this. I'll just, I'll take it. I'll drink it straight. I have no explanation. Democratic conspiracies. Matt in San Francisco says Democrats can't pass universal health care, but they can get together a fix for the entire NFL season so that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, which sets up Taylor Swift to influence millions of voters to cast their vote for Joe Biden. Obviously, these people have never attended a meeting of Democrats. They're lucky to agree on an agenda, let alone a successful plan to achieve a desired outcome. They're lucky to agree to what to put on the damn pizzas. Uh, <laughs> Emilio, you know who also had nipples? Hitler. It's no joke, Robin. P.S. Liquor? I barely know her. Oh, Emilio. I told you we were going to play fast and loose with the cowbells this evening. Uh, Brother Deacon Asa says, Washington Liquor Board, hold the fuck on. Does this mean you can't get a cocktail at a titty bar in Seattle? I ain't never a-going. Sincerely, Brother Deacon Asa. Well, stay out of those dens of iniquity, Brother Deacon. And on the topic of Singapore May Fun, uh, Brother Deacon confesses, don't laugh at me. But between you and I, a brother deacon is very particular about his Singapore Mayfun. I refuse to get my Mayfun from any hole in the wall named OK Chinese. Hey. Or my local shithole, which calls itself Enjoy Garden. Same rule applieth to Singapore anything, really. The ones they do at the really good Chinese restaurants are basically life-changing. Well, this is not shabby. This is, this, this is OK Singapore Mayfun. A little shrimp, a little pork, chicken, a little egg, that wonderful curry sauce. Hell yeah. But I don't think I'm ever going to find that. And I don't even, I even went looking for it. That, that it, it may have been imaginary. It may have been a hallucination that I had uh, post-op or something. But that, 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 that Szechuan beef, it wasn't Szechuan hotspot because there wasn't a whole bunch of that. It was this, this beautiful beef stick. And it was hotter than the hubs of hell. And it was redolent with those wonderful, wonderful Szechuan peppercorns so that your entire mouth got all tingly and numb. I went looking for it online through all the, all the, all the Birmingham, Alabama, because I was going to try to find, at least find the name of the dish so I could try to find the recipe to make it. It's like, no. Uh, Emilio, uh, Tristan, if you are still listening, Please drop by the, the Friday, uh, drop by for Friday on the back porch or front porch if you can, Tristan. We'd love to have you there. Uh, 
uh, Clarence military vaccine for Tristan's brother. I cannot wrap my head around military members who refuse to take a COVID shot. When you go to basic training, you have to take multiple inoculations before you start training. Every military branch requires the shots. Not one trainee has any idea what they're being injected with. They just follow orders. The madness, Clarence notes, is only superseded by stupidity. Amen. And thank you, uh, thank you to uh, David in South Carolina, Stan. We are now down to $49 to go on Charlene's birthday challenge. $49 to go, 49 bucks turns into 450 and that is a super duper big deal with about 40 minutes remaining in the program and that'll get us down to funded for everything but today and yesterday and about 45 dollars of monday and that is huge so if we could bring in 49 bucks and and then anything else in the next 40 minutes, it, it everything everything takes the deficit down a little bit further. So thank you all so very much, and thank you most recently, David in South Carolina, Stan. Um, happy birthday, Robin. The coconut cake sounds great, very tropical. May I suggest a pina colada chaser? That, that sounds very good. Oh, wait. Oh, Tom, you genius. Never mind the fat-free ice cream. There's a pint of Haagen-Dazs pineapple coconut ice cream in the freezer. It's my birthday. We'll just go hog wild. I'll 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 crush up and snort two metformin's worth of rails. Unfortunately, Tom says Trader Joe's is engaging in some big-time union busting. Some corporate muckety-muck just joined the Leon scum. Uh, in insisting that the NLRB is unconstitutional, I find myself less likely to shop there now. Well, damn. I guess I would be less likely to shop there if they actually gave us one, but not in West Virginia. No Trader Joe's, no Costco. Mm. Really want a Costco. Sam's Club just feels so low rent in comparison. Um, Yeah, Ralph's, uh, the, the beginning, well, Nimrata Haley saying that uh, Texas it was, was good by her to secede if they wanted to. Uh, that's a little further back in the program, but holy smokes. Like I said, she's, she's juggling mason jars of nitroglycerin. Obligatory Charles Osgood reference. Lee in New York says, It is awkward to say you listen to the TV. Charles Osgood's sign-off was, I'll see you on the radio, watcher of CBS Sunday morning. Yes. Long, long ago, uh, CNN Radio, for whom I worked, was created because in the beginning, CNN Radio was just the audio feed of headline news. May it rest in peace. And it was good as a, you know, an audio feed, except for the video references. And Lore had it when I was there that CNN Radio was born after a broadcast of the headline news feed that had to do with a building being imploded, in which 
the anchor at the time, said, let's see that again, which just really doesn't work on the radio. Uh, uh, Cynthia letting me know, I love asparagus. And I love your conversations with Tristan, too. He adds a great perspective. Keep it up. Tristan, if you're listening, like I said, you're loved. You are you are beloved of this community. Okay, the uh, then I'll start I'll start putting together the asparagus bisque recipe. Uh, it's, oh, it was transformative. It was heavenly. Um, Kevin in Massachusetts just finished off Charlene and Rogues Island's challenge. So that gets us done with everything but a little bit of Monday, and then that le- and then us two. Be- Gino, um, as we used to say, happy fucking birthday, ma'am. Gino from Utah. Gino, thank you so much. Okay. We're fully funded for everything but today. That's awesome, Gino. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There will be a frenzy of bill paying after this program while we're waiting for the pineapple coconut haagen to soften up a little bit to put on the coconut cake. Thank you, Gino. Thank you. And in the meantime, let's see here. Let's uh, let's oh, let's go over to the stress line and see who uh, who I've got there. Hey, welcome to the program. Happy birthday, Robin. Oh, thank you, Dave. And uh, to answer your earlier question, yes. I told you before Eric Trump is working for Gladys cleaning the shop floor. Oh, that's right. That's and right. And guarding my liquor cabinet. Now, see, I don't. I don't think that's a wise choice. Guarding your liquor cabinet. That's not. That's not going to well, end well. I mean, if it keeps his daddy out of the liquor cabinet, that's that's fine. He told on the old man. Uh, Donnie tried to sneak in and grab the booze out of my cabinet, and Eric uh, dropped a dime on him. So, you know, he's got to worry about Jack Smith. But but and, but, but uh, Donnie says he talking lip, to Eric. But but Donnie says that lips that t- touch liquor will never touch his. This is uh, where you. Don't this you is, believe it? He's a lying sack of shit. Well, this is the part where you say his lips. Go. So, anyway, and I say, this, and, this I say and I say, and I say, no, my liquor. Tough crowd. But uh, but this program breaks new ground. Where else on the internet are you going to find a uh, birthday girl playing charades with a blind guy on the radio? Oh, shut up! <laughs> Oh God! Oh, 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 that was Scott Worthy. Well, speaking of which, I had a couple cups of coffee out of the Scott Marinoff Memorial Coffee Cup today, so maybe, maybe I'm channeling my inner Scott. Right now, uh, 
Well, I'm glad I could give you a birthday giggle. Um, but uh, I wanted to add to the food porn because I'm considering making some Chex Mix a little differently. I'm going to add Italian seasoning to it. Ooh. And in the last 15 minutes of baking, I'm going to put some Parmesan and uh, Romano in the mix and uh, bake it off and have an, a, a uh, an Italian-spiced uh, Jex mix with all the garlic and onion powder and all the beautiful oh, stuff. Oh, that's you know, a, that, no, that sounds that sounds righteous. Ooh, I wonder. And, wait, uh, I, wait. I wonder what would happen if you did that with like Tony Sachery's, you know, the Creole well, seasoning. Well, uh, well, now, now, now we're thinking along the same sorts of lines here. Um, I'm gonna do a, a uh, buffalo chicken mix. I've got the sauce. I just don't know how I can get the blue cheese involved without actual blue cheese. If there was a blue cheese dip, you know, instant dip that I could add, that that might work. But I do, I do have a request that I don't know who to put this into, but I have not gotten my gay agenda newsletter. Now, damn it! I, I, I think the I, I, th I, th I think the I think the printer's down. You know, there's only one, and it's probably attached to a computer that doesn't work. And I would yeah. I would expect the well, LG, maybe, when you consider maybe Matt, it, maybe Matt in San maybe Matt in San Francisco knows who to talk to because I, I have wrecked my brain trying to figure out who to talk to. And uh, as for the uh, Washington State Liquor Board, well, you know there's a bunch of fundamentalist LDS members. Oh, you know, I said Jehovah's Witnesses, but you're absolutely correct. It probably is. Because, I mean, after all, especially if they're closeted, uh, they don't want to be seen going into one of those establishments without color of authority. So... I have a feeling there was a little bit of that going on. Well, I did find out subsequently from Jimmy, uh, also there in uh, the Great Northwest, uh, city bars, there's no alcohol in strip joints. So, Brother Deacon Asa, well, you're just you're just done all the way around. And, you know, Tristan's in, in Seattle. I lived part of my elementary school life in Renton, which is a suburb. And I went to Highland Elementary School there. Hmm. And years later, the only thing that happened in Renton that I heard about was a school shooting. I remember that, but yeah. that doesn't surprise me. Hey, uh, but, Ralph, uh, uh, I wanted to let you know, Ralph's serving as the Horn Ad Hoc Dry Blue Cheese Dressing Mix research department uh, ran over to Amazon and you can in fact get something called Coyote Country's Bacon Blue Cheese Dip Mix in a three pack ooh now that sounds like that sounds like a winner great googly moogly uh, apparently Coyote Country Seasoning Company 
uh, is a, is a veritable smorgasbord of dried uh, dried salsa uh, dressing and dip mixes. Check out this list: artichoke, Asiago, and this is an unpaid product placement, y'all. Asiago and red pepper, what? Bacon blue cheese, bacon horseradish mm-hmm. tomato, bacon jalapeno popper, buffalo wing, cheddar bacon, chipotle, crab, cucumber red onion, dill, garden veggie, garlic, green chili, habanero, hot mystery dip. Well, that's intriguing. It's Italian, jalapeno cilantro, onion and bacon, onion and chives, sun-dried tomato pesto, and wasabi ginger. Ooh, girl, I am going to have to head over to Amazon. Yeah, it is. And I will be making coyote. I will be making some sort of order. Yeah, Coyote Country Seasoning Company. Coyote Country Seasoning Company. Bacon blue cheese. That, that sounds like a winner. I see. That's what I love about the horn. We're all there to help each other out. Yes. <laughs> And we have one of the best ad hoc research departments in all of broadcasting. Oh, 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 they're a crack team. They are. Um, now if, uh, now if uh, I could only convince certain higher-ups in the Democratic Party to uh, adopt such a research team, uh then, then, then we'd be in great shape. But uh, as Will Rogers said, I'm not a member of an organized political party. I'm, I'm a, a Democrat. Democrat. <laughs> yep. And it remains true. <laughs> and yet, we somehow still whoop conservative Republican asses. What does that say about the political system in this country, Robin? <laughs> hey, I know. I mean, I was calling originally to have you talk me down off the ledge because the maggots are, are, are wanting a dictatorship, and they're openly saying it. Well, if you give them, if you yeah, if you give them, they'll they'll say the quiet part out loud. They're not shy now. Oh, good lord! Although I did hear about an amicus brief by a bunch of historians and constitutional scholars, who actual ones, not the Mike Lee variety, um, who were talking about the Thirteenth Amendment and sent on a, a brief to the Supreme Court. And its conclusion was that from the very beginning, the presidency was included in that because of any office holder. And it made clear that they considered the presidency an office. So I want to see what kind of pretzels the... Uh, maggots on the court end up tying themselves into oh it'll it'll especially the ones it'll it'll make it'll make themselves a red bush yeah that'll make that'll make the uh most uh most accomplished indian yogi 
look like uh, look like a corpse. Well, and the thing is, Robin, um, this is the the equi- the judicial equivalent of Twister. <laughs> oh, I want to see that I so mean, bad. I want to. I want to see. I, I want to see uh, manly masculine man of masculinity Josh Hawley with, oh I don't know little Marco Rubio there with his face in an inopportune place, or a very opportune place. I mean, after all, you know all the all those secret cocaine orgies and all that. No, oh, there is that. <laughs> the. Uh, the the beautiful thing is that they want to go after everything, including loving versus Virginia. They just won't say it. Well, Fappy's breathing. Yeah, I think. Well, I think you're right. Although, uh, although he's it, he is the eldermost member of the court, so there might be some they deference might not have there. Long to wait. Yeah. They they might not have long to wait, um, but um, I, I would remind folks that Mister Loving went to prison for two years in the state of Virginia uh, for not divorcing his wife. And that's um, true. You're absolutely right. I had forgotten. And I wonder which one of us would have the courage to do that in order to bring the end to some of this crap. You know? I mean, incarceration is no joke. Um, and fear is what they feed on. So, um, anyway... Happy birthday, girl! And um, thank you, Dave. You you wait until I tell Christine that you were playing charades with a blind guy on the radio. She'll get a chuckle. Not I'm not I'm 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 not going to get past that, am I? That that's that's going to be the twentieth anniversary. No. That's going to be the twentieth anniversary <laughs> meme for the horn. I think you should be proud of it. I mean, he hasn't been calling in that long, but the calls I've heard him on are great. Oh, uh, Tristan is fabulous. He's fantastic. I, I put I put him up there with Reggie and a lot of the other people who, uh, um, and going a few years back, the Angry Indian, uh, you know. Yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, you just got a note from uh, the brother deacon, uh, having heard. Uh, I did. Yeah. First of all, having heard that there's no liquor in uh, strip joints in Seattle, what's the point of looking at them melons without booze? Oh, brother deacon. And and B. Or, or how can you make those girls look better if there is no booze? Yeah. <laughs> and then B. We'll try not to hold Dave's going to school in Renton against him. Well, I didn't have a choice. I was in third grade. You know, I I really didn't have a choice. (laughs) But I appreciate it. Obviously, that's somebody who understands Renton. 
So, yeah. Sounds like good times. The West Virginia of Seattle. What a lovely, um, how, how happy they must be to hear something like that in Renton. <laughs> but don't sell yourself well, short. I, I mean, I, you're, I, you're, I, you, you, you are, you are among the horn, uh, the, the horn elite. You are among the elect as well, Dave. How is that? Well, I mean, you, 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 you broke me a little bit ago and sent me into a, a, a little mini on-air Scott fit. So, you know, yeah. Well, you're not you're not showing I, I up. You're not I, showing up with the weak tea. No, no, it's your birthday show, so I decided I'd bring the A game. Anyway. I'll get off here now. I just I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday and give you a couple of chuckles. I I got a bunch so, of them. Thank you, Dave, and give our best to Christine and I will. You I, take care of yourself. I will. I just thought of something. I'll mention And enjoy it. your cake and ice cream. I'm so gonna Remember enjoy birthday it. calories don't count. That's right. You just have to walk a little more tomorrow. So Yes. All right. All right. You take care of yourself. You take care, Dave. Bye now. Bye-bye. You know, Lib Radio, mm, Dave. (laughs) That one hit. That one hit. And it goes back I mean some of this is apparently genetic I remember the first time that Ferg took his written drive uh, learner's permit test and he failed by one question it's gotten a lot harder apparently since I took mine at 15 he was so disgusted with himself when he came in oh he was furious and he had missed on the question regarding the symbols for what you do when there's a, a, a cautionary sign that visually impaired or hearing impaired people may be present. <laughs> and it's on a computer and it's multiple choice. And my wonderful son, uh, who was stressing badly because he doesn't test well, I said, well, what answer did you pick for that? And he said, flash my lights and honk my horn. And I remember saying to him, what? Stop it. You did not. Oh, yeah, Dad. I said, so you're going to honk your horn at the deaf kid and blink your lights at the blind kid, right? And then the light went on for him, different light. He went, oh, no. And it's be- it's become one of those running gags in the family. And he said, I can't wait till my own kid fails their first written test on that. Because it's going to feel like sweet revenge. 
And now it comes back to bite me in the ass all these years later. Oh, the goddess of irony is a good goddess. Don't even, Brother Deacon, don't even. But Brother Deacon Asa says they call it low renting for a reason. That where is that one of, is that where I'm going to But then again in Seattle what the hell is low renting? $1200 a month for a refrigerator box over a sewer grate. By the way, Lee in New York says art of not word knowing Nitwit Nero claims that he did not hold office as president. Do he and the maggots think POTUS works in the oval room? Well, considering the nature of some bunch of Republicans, it's probably the Oval Closet. I'll be here for the rest of the week. Uh, program note, I do have an appointment at 2.30 tomorrow. I should be back in plenty of time. And uh, on the odd chance that I'm not, like, you know, snow or something equally crappy, I will try to post something on social media. Uh, on my announcing that Charlene's birthday challenge had been met. Charlene in Rogues Island said, fantastic. Get right on it tomorrow morning. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you so, so much. What a what a blast this program has been. Y'all make it that way. We got a moment here. I don't mean on this program. I, I just ran across this. Jake Tapper had a couple of couple of members of Congress on. Uh, Mike Lawler from New York, I think he's one of those Biden 18s. He's a Republican, and uh, Jared Moskowitz, a Democrat from Florida, and they were there ostensibly to talk to Tapper about Nitwit Nero trying to block any compromise on a border bill. Because Nitwit Nero needs that, needs to be able to grunt about the border as he continues to campaign until such time that he is imprisoned for the rest of his natural-born days. Knock wood. Knock wood. Things did not go as planned. It was kind of a. It was one of those. It was one of those where it's a split screen. And Tapper's in the studio in New York, and Moskowitz and Lawler are standing there in the rotunda of the house. And it was. And, and these are not only. These are friendlies. You know, that's what, that's what they call a, like a preseason match in soccer. These are friendlies. These two guys get along. It's a Democrat and a Republican, but they're okay until they're not. Before you've, you, you just said you haven't seen the legislation. The speaker is describing it and saying it's dead on arrival. Well, with all due respect, see, Jake, you, you have, with all due respect, you haven't seen the bill. And, and interestingly, over the last few weeks, the media has been trying to pressure everyone to agree to a deal that hasn't actually been produced. Why don't we see what the final bill is and then let's see if they pass it uh, and then we negotiate? The bottom line is we have to secure the border. President Biden and the Biden administration actually have authority right now 
to, to start to enforce our laws, and they're choosing not to, and that is a big part of the problem here. Yeah, and Jake, by the way, the Speaker said no because Donald Trump said no. The Speaker is Donald Trump's no-boy, okay, on this subject. Look, I'll give Republicans credit for a second. They have been highlighting the border for a long time, okay, and we were late, uh, we were late to start addressing it. But now that we want to address it, now that we want to lower the amount of fentanyl coming in, now that we want to deal with fentanyl. Uh, non-documented folks, now that we want to deal with supposed terrorists potentially coming into the country, now the Republicans, controlled by one man, are saying, no, 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 we need this uh, for the next 10 months. We need more of it, in fact, for the next 10 months so that we can use it in an election. Both things are true here. This is why people hate Washington. Both things are true. The Biden administration yeah. and Democrats were slow. But now that we're here at the table, Republicans Again, are like, no, no, the, let's the walk question, away. The question is, what is in the actual bill? It so nobody you, has the bill actually dead. seen the, the bill. bill. The bill is dead. Donald nobody Trump, has seen Donald it. Trump and has the said the bill is dead. Me, the bill's dead. The question to but me you're, is, you know, as, Congress, Republicans, as Congressman Moskowitz just said, both, both can be true. Both can be true. Well, we listen, haven't seen for the me, bill. For me, and, it is and, very, Jake, for me, it's very simple. Uh, we have a responsibility to secure the right. border. Congressman but Moskowitz is 100% correct that yeah. House Republicans have been focused on this for a very long time. Senate Democrats chose not to do anything. Chuck Schumer, despite the fact that New York was being inundated, despite the oh, fact this that is where bipartisanship goes to die. New York City, chose not to do anything until we said that we yeah, were we going go. to pass the supplemental without border security. That is you where two we are invited are. back. We need to negotiate a bill. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. You, you two are invited back. Huh? Get a little, get a little counseling. You can come back someday. <sighs> but I have to say that. Oh, wait, wait. There's a new conspiracy theory out now. Not only is Tay-Tay a deep state plant, the maggots have now described, just <laughs> having previously thought that she was the beautifully feminine reincarnation of Clarence Darrow, counsel for the parking garage has now been demoted to deep state plant to destroy Donald Trump. Uh, apparently, the maggots are now all over, well, they're posting excrements on X. Ultra MAGA girl said, I don't trust Alina Haba. I believe she is deep state plant. It seems like there's an indefinite article missing there. It could just be me. Uh, Lou in PA says, keep in mind, uh, Giuliani had a larger verdict against him than did Trump. True. So, too, for that matter, did uh, Alex Jones. But the maggots have decided that Alina Habana 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 is now incompetent after Nitwit Nero posted last night, Tuesday night, that he's I'm going to have to find somebody to handle this appeal. And they had so much fun this morning gooning on 
counsel for the parking garage. Oh, the morning zoo crew was in rare form. Yes, coming There's up. There's no wins. Uh, meanwhile, Donald Trump is looking for new legal representation in his appeal. Wonder why. The E. Jean Carroll defamation <laughs> damages case. Try to keep a straight face. No, I mean, she's, I mean, I'm she's very angry. Just... At one point in the proceedings, and, and I better say, as a lawyer, I'd never seen this myself. So I've maybe never she seen has. Anything like it. Maybe she has had a reason to be upset. The, uh, Willie, the, uh, don't. You know, like, Willie, you know, they took away your coloring books. Yeah. There was a color by number thing on how to be a lawyer when you grow up, and she had, a judge took them away. Yes, she, um, some have said. Some, some, some have said. said. Not some, us. some have said. Here. She uh, didn't have the experience to try this. Fox News style not a good book. And no. what she does in Bedminster, New Jersey, up yes. the road from his club. Exactly. But maybe not for this kind of federal case. Yeah. Some have said that she was ill-prepared uh, and one of the most ill, and I know because I was one of these, one of the most <laughs> ill-prepared attorneys uh, for a case of this magnitude. Some have maybe in the history of the planet. It is incredible. We'll uh, try and explain why. Elena Haba is off the case. Well, I can't. Well, I don't. I, you know, I, I, I saw this live this morning, and I'm sitting here thinking. I swear they're so close to say that she saying that she's incompetent, incompetent to practice in a food court. Not quite, but really close. The question is, why was she on the case? Ever. Well, no, seriously. Ever. Why was she, she ever like on the case? Check a box. Especially uh, given Donald Trump's like, consistently high standard for legal representation. He's always had such great lawyers. Well, no, John he's had Biden. bad lawyers, but I mean, mm -hmm. at least they they knew their way around a courtroom. And by the way, I mean, you either know your way around the courtroom or you don't. Yeah. And speaking as a lawyer that didn't know his way around the courtroom, yeah. I can tell you it can be a very frightening thing, and you would not want to be in this type of case. You always knew where the vending machines were, though, I in the hallway. Right. That was important. I'd ask the judge, please, I need to talk. <laughs> and then I just leave. Okay. This is Pull the longest yeah. opening yeah. tease. Smoke cigarette tea. after. Get some BC. I get some BC powder. Okay. They had them in that dispenser. So, get some Snorting RC cola. Have a smoke. Go back in. Dr. Pepper. And no right. further questions. I'd ask for a continuance. Unpaid product placement. Elena Hava's departure from that case. Uh, Tom. Time to read, but I wouldn't. I'd go off. I'm As we're sorry, learning buddy. much more about how much donor money Trump is using to pay for as many legal issues. Willie, are we still in the tease? <laughs> I think this is the tease. Yeah. This is the runaway yes. tease brought to you by Pringles. <laughs> That's why I tune in. Sometimes they just, they, they, they kind of remind me of the giddiness and silliness that we get into here. The runaway tease brought to you by Pringles. Hmm. But God, she 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 later she later said that she had no idea how this happened to Daddy. And you know what? I believe her.
and they continued to have a fun time of it this morning. Absolutely gutting the maggot conspiracy over, of course, Taylor Swift. I saw something earlier today, and this is the kind of thing you see and you can't look away. A claim by someone on social media who calls himself Fenway Handy, Fenway Andy. Is it just me or is it weird Taylor Swift has no children and is basically the most successful woman of our time and 33 years old? Okay, so far, what? She's trans and poisoning young girls to hate men. Her face does not look feminine to me either. Something is off says Fenway Andy. Briefly, before the program wraps up, let's check in out in Utah. A firefighter there, a man by the name of Joe Hawkins, pictured wearing his Trump 2020 maggot hat, has been arrested for attempting to arrange a meeting with a nine-year-old girl and her mother. Hoo-wee, get the bucket, the tennis ball, and the duck, the hockey puck, and the duct tape. Has been arrested for attempting to arrange a meeting with a nine-year-old girl and her mother to start an incest family and possessing child sexual abuse images. Gary Joseph Joe Hawkins, 44, an Aurora, Utah firefighter, has been charged with three counts of sexual exploitation of a minor. No mugshot available yet. Uh, he is pictured here on his uh, great big masculine fat tired motorcycle. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it or anything, but not a drag queen. No, no, in fact, a good, God-fearing, rock-ribbed Republican, evangelical, fundamentalist, amosexual Christian. Did you catch that? Soliciting a nine-year-old girl and her mother for an incest marriage. That's disgusting. And then just a little, a little bit from uh, the world of people, uh, members of the leopards eating people's faces party, surprised when they get their face eaten. A character or a, 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 an account from over on X who posted an excrement. I read this earlier and I was like, oh, facepalm from hell. An account called Photon Empress. I went and looked her up and she's some sort of team lead for SpaceX in what she refers to as Vader. So she's 
high-tech, probably competent at her job, and also a trans woman. You don't find these just every day. This is a level of pick me one of the good ones that is almost worthy of the mantelpiece. She says, I was about to go all in moving to Florida. Now, now bear in mind, this is after Florida has already announced that they're going to make every, every trans person change their gender marker back to whatever it was they was on their original birth certificate. Whatever they were assumed at birth, you know, the doc takes the baby out, looks between their legs, and, and, and assumes that they are a gender. Sometimes they don't assume correctly. About 1% of the time. So this person, who is literally a genius, bound to be, says, I was about to go in on, all in on moving to Florida. Got an apartment in Orlando. Get the keys this Thursday evening. Working on moving the Lucid down here. Pulling the docks needed to get a Florida driver's license and plates for the car. Then I learned that Florida will be imposing new rules requiring me to put mail on my driver's license. Remember, she works for Leon Scum. Oh, so, okay. And here, here, here we come with the pick-me-ism. I tend to agree with the idea that you can't just identify with a gender, do nothing, and pretend like that's okay. I know I just upset a lot of people, but legit, that's not how this works. You have to put the work in. It's hard, draining, grueling work, but it is required if you want to be seen and respected as the other gender. Myself and many others, we put the work in. We're one of the good ones. Took the steps needed to transition. Society now looks at me so far as I can tell as female. Putting mail on my driver's license is going to be... Weird for everyone involved. I, I don't have those bits anymore. Thanks for telling us, Photon Empress. I don't look like that anymore. Who are you helping here? If you think that won't apply to me, oh no, honey, we, we, we think it'll apply to you. It's Florida, and we actually know something about Florida. And following it, we know a little bit about Ron Monkey Up DeClantis and his go go boots and his relentless crusade against the non-straight, non-cis, non-het anybody? If you think this won't apply to me, here's some of the text. The House Select Committee on Health Innovation last week approved a bill, HB 1639, that would require licenses to reflect a person's sex based on, quote, the person's sex chromosomes, naturally occurring sex hormones, and internal and external genitalia present at birth. So now, here I am. Here comes the punchline. Contemplating just staying in California. But I think Cali's gone way, way too far left. And Florida has gone way, way too far right. I'm not a fan of my options. Have not even moved to Florida yet. And the state has already failed me. Oh, my aching back. In 
photon empress's world, there aren't any trans people who are unable to go on HRT, hormone replacement therapy. No trans people whose health data prevents them from being able to access the things that aid in transition. There are no trans people who can't afford surgery. She's one of the good ones. She put in the work. How dare Florida discriminate against her? Oh, quel horreur. So she may just have to stay in far, far left Cali. Poor baby. She may just have to stay where where there are actually laws in the state that protect her, her gender identity, her ability to live publicly in the world when all she ever wanted to do was move to Orlando where she could be discriminated again. Wait, they were going to discriminate? And that in that in that wonderful wonderful state, I've run across a couple of Pickneys online who actually live in Florida and talk and talk about how they vote for Donald Trump because they're conservative. Wonder how they're gonna like having boy put on their driver's license again. You try to tell the members of the Leopards Eating People's Faces party that leopards will eat their face and you always get, no, not me. I'm one of the good ones. I did all the work. The same sort of attitude applied among certain individuals at places like Dachau and Bergen-Belsen and Auschwitz. And eventually, the Nazis came for them, too. What's that old line? If we do not stand together, we shall surely hang separately. But there they are. And they aren't, these aren't isolated incidents. I have no right to judge how anyone else lives their lives. You know, unless they're maggots and want to cut their daddies off and put heads off and put it in a plastic bag. I'm going to judge pretty hard on that. You know, I'm going to judge pretty hard on the people we fe- feature on Moran Monday and Titanic Tuesday and, well, yeah, today. I mean, isn't isn't the absolute queen of the leopards eating people's faces party council for the parking garage? Daddy, pick me. I was one. I'm one of the good ones. Daddy, I cut my hair just like your third wife. Daddy, I streaked my hair 
just like her. Daddy, why? Meanwhile, the leopards are sitting there going, nom, 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 nom. Uh, yes, it was. It was $50 million, Lou, in PA. Wasn't it $50 million Trump soaked from his packs to pay legal expenses? Mm-hmm. One wonders if that might eventually result in, oh, I don't know, another indictment. Well, thank you, Billable Rick. Happy birthday, Robin Roxanne. Hope your 61st birthday has been enjoyable. Now the same age as you until October 28th. But you're a better golfer. And God alone knows a much better nine-ball player. So I had I had to take a break to deal with the person at the door earlier. So we got a little we got a little extra broadcasting in over. That's extra time, just like they have in that European football rules. Thanks everybody. Thanks for thanks for everything you did to get us to where we are so that we're not so badly in the hole closing January. I cannot tell you how important that is. Thank you. Thank you to Charlene for the challenge. Thank you, Gino, for the have a show on me. Thank you to everybody who responded to the challenge. Thanks to our a la carte contributors. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks. To each and every one of you who share your precious finite time participating in the program in whatever manner you so choose, Patreon, PayPal, listening, emailing, yelling at the speaker, that's okay too, calling the program. Thanks to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you, Brother Deacon Asa, headon.live. Please like and subscribe to the program. Leave a comment. Let people know that this program matters to you. It does help in terms of how the algorithm lets other people see this program. Thank you, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest working, bravest people I know. The folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, crmw.net. 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and, envi- and environmental justice in Appalachia. A proud union shop. We are uh, approaching the halfway point on my birthday fundraiser over on fi- Facebook for anybody who would like to help out with a little uh, a, a little gift to Coal River Mountain Watch. Truly grassroots environmental and human rights work. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your RSV, your flu shot. Pneumonia vaccine even. Wear your mask, for God's sakes, if you're around maggots and and if you're around even large groups of other people. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Use your hand sanitizer. Carry it with you, pocket or purse. Micah sent me a picture of her. Uh, hand sanitizer bottle that's right there in her purse. Maintain your social distance as best you can. Let me just take a minute 
And thank you all so very, very much for making this a really, really special birthday. It is, it is so good, so wonderful, so warm and sweet to be in the company of friends and family on this day for me. Thank you. Thank you. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Later.